Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Wait. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. 217. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. 217. Last episode of 2017. Ooh. Oh, we, we did it. We made it. One quarter of the way down. Twenty-five percent of the way finished. Well, it wasn't even a full year with him in charge. Oh yeah, okay. We got like twenty more days or something like that. But oh, well, I have to say, I think it went by faster <laughs> than I thought twenty seventeen was going to at the beginning. Yeah, about halfway through, it felt like it was already, already felt like it had already been a year. Those first three months felt like six months. Man, I don't know. It, it, sometimes it, it it felt like it was time. As I get older, goes faster. But when it comes to yeah dealing with Trump, this year felt like a fucking decade at times. <clears throat> I don't know any other way to put it. It was just like, oh god, really? Because it was every day. There was, was no. Like, it was hard it to was, remember any other president. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's just no respite from either side. Like the 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 right and the left every day. There's some story. If the left isn't fucking crying, the right's crying, and if the or or, or gloating, and then vice versa every single day. And it's like, can y'all just shut up for a day? Like no. I think we had it. I think we had a week in there somewhere when he was overseas when we actually were doing the pre-show discussion, and he came up like ten minutes into the discussion versus the first 10 seconds like it had been since he'd been inaugurated. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that felt good. But, yeah, I I really do miss the days of doing, like, verbal show prep and not even the, the president not even coming up for maybe one or two shows in a row, you know? It just... With, well, with, the, with the nonsense and bullshit that, that, that yeah. goes on. If, if it wasn't... Trump, it was race. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, or Trump and race, usually usually in a double whammy, you know, like the Charlottesville yeah. thing. A lot, a lot of crossover on that Venn diagram there. Yeah, I would say this 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 year, this is the year we're definitely throwing the word racism around willy-nilly definitely jumped the shark because... That's not even a word that affects anybody hardly anymore. Now you have to go to calling people you disagree with Nazis to get someone pissed off. Don't forget white supremacist. That's or the, that. Yeah. That's the new hotness. Yeah. Oh, there was, uh, what was the story that I was reading earlier? There was like a representative, I think, that was flying somewhere and, and bumped another passenger. And that passenger was uh, went on to file a complaint against United Airlines for being bumped. And the I think she was a representative, it was a black woman, and she stated that well she didn't understand why why the big issue about being bumped off of her flight. And given that there is no reasonable uh, reason to to get upset about it, it must be because that she was black. That this person 
was mad because she was bumped from her flight because she was a black woman. And the woman who was bumped was like, I didn't even have any idea who bumped me at first. Like, <laughs> I was just mad that somebody you know who was in a position of uh, more power than I was just walked up and was like, no, I need to be on this flight. But, but yeah, if we, if we don't have, if we can't agree on the reason why, then it's racism. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got nothing left. We got that, oh, we want that ultimate Trump card. Oh, we can't even say, it, it, that, that phrase has been ruined. Can't say Trump card anymore. Right, right. Well, I mean, even in these extreme cases of, of police shootings, you know, we can't, we can't agree on whether it's, is it, the way that people are conducting themselves is the way that police officers are trained. Well, we can all agree that it's racist. Uh, I mean, even if it was, that doesn't solve your problem. Because it's not just black people that are being illegally executed by cops. Uh, yeah, Daniel Shaver. Nobody know That is the biggest story nobody knows about. You know, I, I find it amazing that Charlie LaDuff, maybe because, and I'm not being facetious here whatsoever, he did uh-huh. the, uh, the equivalent to an ancestry, Ancestry.com thing where he had his hair, you know, his, his, his DNA check. He had his DNA on file, man? He's, and he seems un, unlike him. Well, I mean... You're, it, the, it, you're, you're in the real system now. He's like, I mean, it's what... One eighteenth, one eighth something black. So maybe this is the reason that he can, when he came out it's on some and said, red. and said, yeah, cops killing black people is a problem, but cops killing poor people is the real problem. Yep. He got zero yeah. backlash against him for that. Anybody else would have been tarred and feathered, no pun intended, for fucking right. for saying that. Seriously, they just right. strung them up on the cross. Yeah, they would. They would. Will a lot of people would willfully misunderstand that comment? And oh well, you know, it's that white privilege. That, uh, all all black people are are poor people. And but he's absolutely right that it. <laughs> it's class. It, nope. It's one hundred percent class, and and race is involved. When you talk about, it's impossible to talk about class in the U.S. and not talk about race, and that's how race works its way into this. But it's not, it's not about whether the cops are racist or not. But you know that was just one example. Um, but you had a list that was going around Facebook or something of the. Yeah, uh, it's a National Post article. Um, I've never heard of the National Post before. But it seems to be, for an article found on Facebook, fairly even-handed, which is shocking in and of itself in 2017. And it lists, uh, the intro of the article, has it says, whatever else, in 2010, whatever else 2017 is remembered for, there's no doubt it was a banner year for People accusing others of racism. And then here's where I think the absolute truth is. Left, right, black, white, or brown, the only thing people seem to agree on in 2017 was that everyone was racist except them. <laughs> you know, just to point out, I just looked up National Post, because I wasn't familiar with them either. It's a Canadian newspaper. Oh, well, that's probably... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
we have to go outside of the country <laughs> to find right. <laughs> to find some even handedness. But yeah, um, the no, list right. starts Cause with because if they were, if this is U.S. paper, this person would have been fired for writing this story. Yeah, yeah. If it's a right, <laughs> if it's a right wing newspaper fired for being uh, promoting white genocide, if it's a left wing newspaper fired for being an irresponsible white person by pointing some of this shit out, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, the first thing on the list, and I have heard this online, and this is this is a big thing with the uh, cultural appropriation crew. Is uh, hoop earrings are are race? It's racist for anyone besides black people to wear hoop earrings. Now this is kind of tied to the. I'll just read the, the the little blurb about it. It says everywhere from ancient Egypt to wall paintings to Marilyn Monroe movies to Swedish erotica, hoop earrings seem to have been a diverse international pedigree. But according to Australian Vice contributor Ruby, uh, yeah, Ruby Pivot, when white girls wear them. They are plundering Latin identity. Oh, excuse me, Latin identity. As for many women of color... Oh, okay, yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was a Latin thing. As of many women of color before me, hoops play a large role in my self-preservation and expression. Describe an incident (laughs) in elementary school when a fellow student stole her hoop earrings. I learned just how comfortable white people are with taking from other cultures, she wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Wait... Way to lambaste a whole race with just one example of a shitty person that you met. By the oh, way, I, I, I know. <laughs> by the way, in the spirit of this article, uh, things that we didn't know were racist that now are. Uh, I'm playing some Kid Rock. Dog whistle racist. Yes, apparently now Kid Rock is after this year. Kid Rock is now racist. No, I mean because it's is it, this it is, racist for appropriating culture or racist he's, because he's a dog racist, whistle racist. Yeah, yeah, he's a dog whistle right. racist. <laughs> um, well, I th- what I think is interesting is that, as the author points out, hoop earrings go back as far as ancient Egypt. So how is that a, a, a plundering of Latin? Appropriating Egyptian culture. culture. You know, but I mean, this, of course, ties in with the... Um, the ex- I, I cannot remember the name of the, the, the organization, but it's the... Uh, the We Were Kings organization, the people that insist that uh, I think the Black Israelites are part of them, the the five percenters, etc., etc. They they insist that any culture in history that had any impact on the world, everybody was black in that culture. They even go so far as to claim that the founding fathers, like George Washington, were black. How I don't know, but this is what they claim. But it, it, so I, I find it funny. So is this like if it's ancient Egypt, Egyptians, which they're saying were black, if they had hoop earrings, once again, how is that plundering a Latin ident- uh, identity or culture? Who knows? I mean, yeah, this this is and, wh- this, and why isn't it racist when Beyonce does it? Exactly. You know, I mean, the blacks can't be racist against, uh, or can't can't appropriate Latin culture. Latins are appropriating Egyptian culture. Everybody, yes. <laughs> culture is appropriation. Okay. Yes. Nobody's nobody's pulling these ideas out of thin air. Well, it's kind of like the whole, you know, 
all all code all culture by definition is appropriation like, how of something come else nobody's that exists. thrown that at Eminem because Dr. Dre's his friend because he did it himself he no, because it him. Eminem's not friends with he's Eminem he has more than one black liberals. we know he has more than one black friend Eminem is a liberal liberal white rapper and Kid Rock is the conservative white rapper and by your very definition, the reason that Kid Rock is dog whistle uh, racist music is because he's known to have a lot of, he, uh, he's certainly conservative himself, and a lot of his listeners are also conservative. And if you are conservative, you are therefore racist in this country now. It was black kid. And don't, sure he's don't a super blame racist. the left one for this. I do not blame the left for this. It's not the way that they are portrayed. It's the way that they are portraying themselves and the and the company that they choose to keep. Well, and, you know, also, in, the, in, the, in the song Without Me, off his second album, Eminem said, I'm the first white artist to use black culture so blatantly since Elvis Presley. So, I mean, he yeah. called himself out back in, what, 2000 when that album came out? The, the Marshall Mathers LP? So... He gets a pass because of that, and then also, he on his new album he has a song talking about how he's embarrassed to be white, and that plays that plays great with the people who are like, see, see, even 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 the enlightened woke white boy knows you need to be woke like him. Well, okay, but so let's define what this means to be embarrassed to be white. Please, us. That's. well, hold on. I don't. I don't think there's any ever. <laughs> there's ever a time where I'm sitting around, feeling like myself. Like I wish I wasn't white. But when you see racist shit blatantly ha- come out of like you know mouths of white people, I think there is that that cringe moment where you're like, oh god, why this is embarrassing. Like <laughs> for them, I, for for them as yes, an individual, I mean, yeah, they don't represent me. My problem is this. Yeah. I think I think there's a segment of any race, any nationality that tends to think that one, just because we share a common trait that we all represent each other. And I don't think that way. If I see some case in point, one of my favorite movies growing up was White Men Can't Jump. Shit was okay. fucking hilarious to me. And at one point when Woody Harrelson beats Wesley Snipes or hustles Wesley Snipes, one of his boys go, ah, you're a disgrace to the race, to Wesley Snipes. And I laughed because there's people that think that way. And it's like, no, he got hustled. It has nothing to do with that, you know, oh, that 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 makes everyone look down on all black people that a white boy bleed a, beat a black guy at basketball. But there are uh-huh. people that think that way. There are people that think that. There's people, I'm a huge hockey fan. There are racist-ass hockey fans that see a black player whoop a white player's ass in a fight in hockey, and they're like, oh, there you go. There you go. White genocide. Really? No. It's one person whooping another person's ass. Uh, It's... that, That... this 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 mindset this group think this 
identity politics, hive mentality, tribal mentality that we've discussed on and off all year is bullshit. And this is where it leads us. It just teaches you, it's like nationalism. It teaches you to hate people you've never met. You carry around other people's baggage and act like it's yours. Fuck you, okay? I got enough baggage of my own. I don't need baggage from people who I never met, who I'm not related to, who have nothing to do with me besides they existed 300 years ago and maybe were within a shade or two of the same color as my skin. Fuck that. I mean, I, I'm t and on top of that, these are the same people usually who group themselves together by skin color, race, nationality, whatever, who are the first ones to go, race is a social construct. Well, then, what, 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 what is it then? If it's a so, first of all, everything's a social construct. Period. Society, money, religion, love, everything's a social construct. Marriage, what, however you want to look at it. So if everything's a social construct, congratulations for pointing out the obvious. Now, what the fuck are you going to do about it? On top of it, if that's the case, stop bitching about things being a social construct. We know that. So I, I, I don't get this lumping every... I just don't get this lumping everybody in with everybody else just because they look alike. Yeah, and just because it is a social construct doesn't really change anything does it i mean no. it, it, it's like saying it's like if you, you shot somebody and you're like well you can't even prove that our existence is real like we could all be living in the matrix so you can't try me for murder no this is the reality that we live in and what we have to deal with whether race is a social construct or not it's something that you know for good or bad right or wrong it has to be dealt with it's an issue well i just go back to this Donald Trump is obviously a white man. Now, do I think because Donald Trump's in the White House as president that that means that my life automatically is going to be better? No. He might was, even be the whitest man. I, I mean... I, it, He's in the I, running. I, if it wasn't for all the fried chicken that he <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but no, seriously, like, I, I, I get that... People are stupid as a group. They, they tend to be dumb because that group, the mob mentality, the group mentality kicks in. But grow the fuck up. All right. Oh, oh, Obama. We won. We got one of ours in there. Really? Did Obama come to your house and wash your feet like like black Jesus? Did he did did did, did he did he send did he, you 50 bucks every week? Yeah. No. Now, you know it. But 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 there's people who just put the blinders on and go, well, we had one. We had one of us in there. Who's us? What us? Do you have Obama's phone on speed dial on your fucking phone? No? Then there's no us between you and him, you dipshits. I got Donnie John's phone number. His campaign. I don't know how to get a hold of Donnie John. And yet, when, when Trump won, and it would have been, you know, whether it was Trump or any other white man, there's plenty of people in this country who are like, we're back! We did it! We're back on top, white man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and gee, I, I can tell you for a fact, so many people I know, growing up, just prospered. Especially people who needed any type of, you know, assistance, whether it be welfare or whatever, 
under Ronald Reagan and Bush the first. Boy, their lives got so much easier. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. Just because they're just because he's white and they're white. It, it, it's, it, life is not that Eddie Murphy skit where he dresses up as a white guy and he's handed everything for free. Go ahead, <laughs> just take it. <laughs> and 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 conversely, just because you may you may dress up like a black guy and go into a predominantly black neighborhood doesn't mean they're gonna be like, "Hey, brother, black power, take everything you want for free, man. Go ahead, have it." Don't work that way. It does not work that way. All right. So everybody needs everybody who acts like it, it does needs to grow the fuck up. Period. That's that's really something that I'm learning as 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 I dig deeper into the bullshit on both sides. These are just fucking forty year old adolescents, is what they are. Oh yeah. They're they're people walking around stomping their feet, throwing a temper tantrum. That they literally just need to lay on the ground and. and do what like a two-year-old does, like hit the ground with their feet and kick and 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 and, 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 and you know punch and kick the ground and have a temper tantrum because they're not getting their way. That's all it is. I'm not getting my way. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. Well, you know what we do with children who who do that? We punish them and we or we ignore them or both. And that's what the fuck we need to do. You people are idiots. Shut up. Twitter is not the world. A hashtag is not is not the majority of the seven billion people on this planet. All right, so fuck, stop looking to the to these type of things to take cues from, and look at the world around you. So hoop I mean, earrings. Yeah. So, anyways, hoop, hoop hoop earrings apparently was was cultural appropriation. Now, this is where. When I was reading the article, I was like, okay, this is even-handed. Casting a black woman as a Star Trek lead. And he goes, and, and the author goes on to talk about how the original Star Trek was, uh, you know, diverse, et cetera, et cetera. Right, this is, this is put up as an example of white racism? Yeah, because apparently there was... Uh, a choice group of alleged Trekkies decided to take it as a racial affront that they cast a black actress as the lead in Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek introduces white genocide in space, read one complaint. In response, uh, the actress uh, Shaniqua Martin-Green told haters to key into the essence and the spirit of Star Trek that has made it to the legacy it is, to key into the essence and spirit of Star Trek that has made it to... The legacy it is, and that's looking across the way to the person sitting in front of you and realizing that you are the same, that they are not separate from you, and that we are all one. And this, this kind of, I, I, yeah, you could say this about Star Trek, but you could also say it about Star Wars because I heard a lot of bitching about, especially uh, uh, with with uh, Rogue One and The Force Awakens. Seems to died to a dull roar with the Last Jedi. That it was, oh, here we go. All the heroes are multicultural, and all the villains are are white people. Well, well right. I mean, if you look at just the the new cast of the new Star Wars movies, there's not a major white male among them. I don't think that's a problem. 
Um, but it was, who, but it is, so but is 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 the actor who plays Poe? He is a Latin fellow. Diego is it Diego no, Luna. Oscar Isaac. Oh no, I'm sorry. Who's Diego Luna then? Ah, never mind. I'm, I'm confusing him with somebody else. I'm racist. I can't tell le- the Latin. They don't apart. look like Aaron. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I seriously, I've seen two whole movies with these characters in them, and I still reverse their names constantly between Finn and Poe. I'm never sure which one is which. Well, well if you if you Poe is in inside uh, Llewellyn Davis, uh, uh, I still never seen that movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I haven't watched it yet, but well, I was shocked when I realized that um, the guy who plays Poe played. Uh, the bad guy in the last X-Men movie. Uh, Apocalypse. He played Apocalypse. Right. Yes, Oscar Isaac. Yes, yes. And I thought Apocalypse was supposed to be more ancient Egyptian he, yes. in the comic books. Like, he was from that time period. So Yeah, but it's not like you could... <laughs> not like you could tell his ethnicity underneath <laughs> all from, that makeup. From the movie, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember, did they show... I'm trying to remember if they showed him not Apocalypse. Like, I know they kind of explained his origin, but... They did not the after... kind of glazed over it, and I don't remember them actually showing him not as Apocalypse in that movie. They did in the after credit scene of Days of Future Past. They showed, they showed him being worshipped in ancient Egypt. Oh, right. Yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't in the full Apocalypse makeup at that point, so... Right, because I remember saying, wow, those Egyptians really love that Latin guy. <laughs> here, you, here you go. That's for the poop earrings, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> We're taking it back. <laughs> that's, that's canon. That's where they got the hoop earrings from. <laughs> it was all Apocalypse is doing. I mean, to me, this is just, it's nonsense. It's Star Trek. Star Trek's always been so cultural. Get the fuck over yourselves. If you don't want to, there's plenty of reasons from what I've read and clips I've seen to not like this show. On top of the fact that they put the show behind a paywall on Hulu or whatever the fuck. But really, there's a black lead character. Who gives a... Uh, who, who, who is it? What is that? Propecia? We need to pro, pro, right. drop. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is your ego that fragile that, like, if you don't see anybody on the show that that looks like you, 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 you can't identify with any of these characters? You know what offends me more? The way the Klingons look. Because <laughs> they don't oh, look the new, anything. In the new one? Yeah, they don't look anything like the original series Klingons, and they don't look anything like the movie and Next Generation Klingons. But this is supposed to be ten years before the original series. How many fucking times are the Klingons going to evolve in the span of a generation or two? Like, what do they? What do they live next to Klingon Fermi too? I mean, what the fuck is going on with the Klingons? It is kind of interesting. Over the last year, it seems to have blown up. Not that it's just exclusive to 2017, but we got to see a lot more of the nerds come out of the closet, the deep nerds, right? And I think a lot of people were kind of shocked to see that there was the same percentage of backwards-thinking racist amongst nerd culture as there was the rest of America. 
Like we were supposed to be more progressive. No, we're just as those racist nerds. Have, <laughs> right, nerds are nerds. They're not. They're not progressives, or they're not liberals or conservatives. They, I think you have the same kind of separation as you do anywhere else in the, in the U.S. But I, uh, we also saw a lot of people seem to kind of really vocally take ownership of certain parts of nerd culture. You know, and that's what you're talking about with Star Trek, you know? The reason they're so upset about it is because they're so invested into Star Trek. Or there's, there's people that are... <laughs> they have, like, 25,000 signatures on a petition to remove The Last Jedi from canon. Jesus, <laughs> Kevin. Like, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? It's a, because we haven't invented time travel yet? If we had time travel, this petition would, like... Could, like go back in time and stop the production of this movie. Okay, we have a time machine, guys. Are we going to go back and kill Hitler? Are we going to go back and witness the birth of Christ and see if he's real? No, we're going to go back and kill Ryan Johnson as a baby. All right, let's do it. Right. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Man. But I mean, you wouldn't stop the Phantom like, Menace is- before the Last Jedi. <laughs> Hey, the Phantom Menace led to Attack of the Clones, which gave us Natalie Portman in them white pants. So I'm what? okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm, I, I love turning those white pants, too, but that movie could have been an hour shorter. But anyway. But it, it, it's, it's the same type of mentality that I saw when I was a kid, where, you know, you bought... Nirv- you bought a Nirvana album when the only record they had out was Bleach. And then when Nevermind came out, and they were all over the radio. You're like, fuck those guys. <laughs> like, you can't see it for what it is because you you have too much of your personality. You're being wrapped up in this piece of fiction. You know, I I love the fuck out of some Star Wars, but I don't give a fuck who's in it. And if they really make a horrible one, I'm just gonna or, or they really just start making horrible movies. I'm just not gonna go see them. Fact of the matter is, all these people that are out there complaining about this, all paid to go see the movie. I mean, look, so Disney's like, I already got your money. You can have your petition. Like, I don't. Know. To, to, me, to me, this just smacks of there are legit complaints that you could have about any of the Disney Star Wars movies, whether they be plot holes, whether it be, uh, you know, how they've they've. Added force powers that we've never seen through six movies so far. Whatever. And then there's this bullshit. And this is... It has nothing to do with anything, but stop tying your self-esteem to fictional characters on a goddamn screen that's projected. Right. The, The lack of having legit complaints was actually... I think that was the main theme for 2017. Like, we had big problems... But the ones that everyone wanted to talk about weren't legit ones. <laughs> like, it, like you're saying, it, Star Trek had legit problems with writing, with pacing, with just everything. It seemed there was a lot of you know long-term fans that were turned off by by things in Star Trek that had nothing to do with race or casting or anything like that. And you know, not to derail this onto to Trump, but Trump did plenty of things over the course of the last year to be outraged about. But what we really loved was, you know, making fun of, 
you know, spelling errors on Twitter or his hair or any number of other superfluous things that like had nothing to do with his policy Puerto were not constructed Rico. right. Puerto Rico. And yeah I'm as guilty of of you know laughing about that shit as as the next person is. But I, I think there's there's some idea that that is the resistance, the Trump resistance is just, you know, that he He's just this huge ego that needs to be torn down on a daily basis. And there's nothing really constructive behind that. Well, I will say this. That first part of your statement is correct. He is a huge ego. The problem with people with egos like his is they're impenetrable. Right. This is, yeah. not, the, this is not a musician ego that's, that's, that's huge but eggshell fragile. This is you cannot get through to him because he's not cocky he's convinced and that is dangerous that's what makes him such a fucking dangerous politician and president is that he's uh, he's not self-aware he has we are also no he has no ability to question himself every he came out what in the last week and said that he signed more legislature legislation legislation into into law than any president before him that's it's a bold-faced lie. It's a n- right. It, it, you can easily it, look up numbers and see that he's nowhere near number one, and he's actually near the bottom of the list. And and it's like, wait a minute, aren't you talking about smaller government? Then why are you bragging about signing more laws into it? None of the it's. It, oh god! To be fair, I, I mean, a everybody. lot of this was deregulation shit and undoing of Obama policies that he signed into law. I know, but, yeah. but I just remember him criticizing Obama and his and Obama's executive actions or executive orders. And what's he do? The first fucking couple months, he ruled, but you know, it ruled. I don't know. That might be too strong of a word, but whatever. I'm going to go with it by executive orders. And it's just like, just got, everybody is the fucking meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Nothing new right. under the sun here, folks. Stop with your bullshit. You don't like the man. We get it. You're pissed. Your 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 female Jesus in pantsuits lost. We get it. You're not happy with it. N- neither am I. Bitching and here's what it is. 2017, the year of being petty. That's exactly what this is. This uh, has been Tom, such a petty fucking year. And Tom Petty died. The year of petty. Oh, boo. No, there is. You're absolutely right. There's so many tweets that I read on like a daily basis of people tallying up. For the, the number Rando of Rico. hours spent at Mar-a-Lago, the number of hours spent golfing, the number of dollars that it takes to fly him and his crew here to there to blah, blah, blah. You know, and this is... Like, people but would the, say this shit about Obama, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they, they people were doing they, that with Obama. Oh, he like, travels in a posse everywhere oh, he goes. Look, look so who's what, golfing again. Ta- taxpayer dollars to fly all these people around. Remember until Trump, Obama was the golfingest president ever? Right. And but you look, I would just roll my eyes. Like, it, it, that so doesn't matter. Like, even if it were true, regardless, Obama, Trump, even if it were true that they, like, golfed more and fucked off more than than any other president previous to them. I don't give a fuck. What are we really looking at here? We're looking at policies. We're looking at 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 laws and the way that they conduct themselves on the 
you know, to the rest of the world. These are the things that are important about our leaders. I give a fuck who's golfing when. Like, yes, it's true that Trump has a whole Twitter history of criticizing Obama for golfing too much and then goes on to golf more than him. So what? That doesn't win you anything, does it? It goes back to what we talked about when Todd was on the show. All right. Even if even if they get the smoking gun, there's no guarantee that's going to get him out of office. If you don't want Trump in office anymore, get off your dead ass, close the Twitter app, close the Facebook app, get off Tumblr and go fucking vote and get his ass out of office that way. Period. That's it. This 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 bullshit easy fix we want one shot one kill he's out it doesn't it, it that is a fantasy right they impeached clinton what good did it do he didn't step down they didn't hang him from the fucking gallows he finished his fucking second term get the fuck over it all right there's better and more important battles to fight if you oppose trump than sitting here harping on some shit yeah i, I you know, I, a friend of mine, he contacted me. He had listened to the show, and he's like, you know, seems like, you know, maybe you guys are on some tinfoil hat conspiracy shit with Trump and Russia and this and that. And I said, look, here's the deal, man. It doesn't fucking matter. Are you telling me you really truly believe Russia has never tried to interfere in any of our politics? Because if you say that, if anybody says that, they're fucking obtuse. We fuck with other pe- other nations' politics constantly. Right. We've installed leaders. We've <laughs> taken leaders out and installed puppet regimes that we wanted. That's what. That's the right. games that the that the superpowers in this world plays. That's what uh, isn't that a big part of the Pentagon Papers, like that uh, the movie, The Post. That's out this weekend. That's that's about the Pentagon Papers and talks about us meddling in Vietnam and basically. <laughs> causing the conflict that we ended up losing yeah surprise surprise right you you, you try to you you, it's a it's a star wars reference but you know it's like trying to hold sand in your fist the more you you squeeze your fist the more it goes through your fingers you can't control everything and and when when you have any type of of world power who sees themselves as that sees themselves as as the people who have to dictate what other countries do, there's going to be fuckery and meddling behind the scenes. It happens every single day. And to act like it doesn't just because that Cheeto-faced cocksucker who you liked more than Mrs. Pantsuit is in fucking office right? is bullshit. This is the, the more dangerous thinking, though. Like, sure... I may be completely wrong about Russia, the, the, the connections between Russia and the Trump campaign. What's more dangerous is to say, well, you know, you, I don't care if he obstructed justice because I don't think that he did anything wrong. He didn't have any contact with Russia, so he can't obstruct justice. No, he's, what he's doing, what he's done is obstruction of justice. And just, you can't just say that that's okay because I agree with ultimately what he's doing. Because the next president's going to get away with it too, and he may not. You may not like the 
the agenda that that president is pushing. But it's only then that you'll have a problem with it. Well, I mean, there's, to there's me, a, there's a lot of looking the other way when it comes to the legality of the way that Trump and his team conduct themselves. They're willing to because they know that they they feel kindred to the you know this administration. They Trump has my best interests in mind. So whether he breaks the law to do that, well, there must be some pretty fucked up break, uh, laws. Maybe we shouldn't have those laws anyway. I, that's no way to. That's no basis for a system of government. I get the I get the concern you have, but to me the the bigger the bigger threat goes back to what Khrushchev said in fifty fucking six. I mean, we're almost talking we're, it, 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 seventy some years ago now. You know. We'll take America without firing a shot. We don't have to invade you. We'll destroy you from within. E- even if they didn't support one candidate over the other, I wouldn't be shocked if we had concrete video evidence that Russia has been driving a wedge between the two political parties and trying to get the extremes to become the norm to tear this country apart. That wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. Because that's we've done that to other fucking countries. So why, what, what makes us immune to it happening to us? And we're ripe for the picking right now. I mean, Obama gave a, an interview recently, and, of course, he got criticized by his detractors. But even if you don't like the man, he's right. The fact that we live in the Internet age allows you to live in a bubble and to constantly hear everything that reinforces your own biases. You don't, if you want, you can literally filter out anything that makes you question your beliefs and your ideals. Yep. And how anyone, whether you like the man or not, could attack him and go, well, that's bullshit. Really? What's on your Facebook news feed? Take a screenshot of that, because I bet you you're not fucking reading shit that goes against what you believe. I have... Guys, every once in a while, I send you in the in the group chat articles that I see my family comment on. Yeah, that, that one today. What, what, Jesus Christ! What was the, just the headline of it was fucking retarded. Uh, Ex President Barack Obama. Every American wants to see me as a third term president. I believe Americans will do everything and anything for this in 2020. They're commenting as if that's a real story. Do you think if a former president said that on the record, that would not be fucking something that they would it would be in the first two minutes of any newscast? Yeah. Why is why is right. com breaking this story instead of Fox <laughs> News if he said this on the record? Right. Yeah, here comes it's my dumb story. ass it's fucking... Just, it's just straight it's up bullshit. a quote. It's like there's no context. There's nothing that... <laughs> There's nothing that gives you anything except for just this quote that supposedly the ex-president said, and then a bunch of comments about it. A bunch of people like, over my dead body. Yeah, and of course, like I said, here come my dumbass family, easily duped, jumping in. I'll kill anybody who tries to get him in there for a third part. Really? Right. R- really? You're going to do that? You're going to do that with your 76-year-old rheumatoid arthritis ass? You can't even hold your dick when you take a piss, but you're going to pick up a 50 cal machine gun and go fight the good fight on the front lines? Sit down, shut up. Salt and sugar kick your ass, you old bastard. Shut the fuck up and die already, okay? <laughs> well, this, and that's this my own fucking that, family I'm saying this to. This only proves that the deep state has gotten their, uh, 
has gotten has invaded uh, Fox News as well. Oh, how so? Just some fringe media that is reporting on this, and none of the mainstream. And seriously, guys, that website for rating guns. Let's slow on the update today. My bad. That 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 story was posted. It looks like something that someone in grade school who learned how to make a website put up on the internet. Seriously, that that is. I'm like anybody. When I click on a website and it looks like a fucking eight-year-old made it, and it has quotes that I can't find any backup for anywhere on the entire web, even conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, fuck hat, tinfoil suit wearing websites, how the fuck can you take that seriously? But once again, my family never fails to disappoint. I got members that do, and boy, they're pissed off about it. And it's just like, uh, get, grow the, once again, grow the fuck up. Seriously, stop believing in Santa Claus and grow the fuck up. It's, it's horse shit. And it's just frustrating because I know that one-on-one, you sit with these people, you might be able to get to, to penetrate their bubble. But they, they've removed the ability to do that from their lives. They've, they've insulated themselves from Anybody that questions anything they believe. And as a person who questions everything about myself, about the world, about other people, about existence, about consciousness, about every, I I question everything constantly. It infuriates me that these people are this intellectually lazy. Well, I just don't get it. Because life is about seeking comfort for most people. And there's no comfort in big questions. There's no comfort I, in the existential. I mean, I guess I, it goes. You know, it, it really does point out the that I was hanging out with the wrong people when I was first experimenting with with con- conscious altering drugs. Because I, you know, I had a lot of friends who wanted to get high and sit around and watch cartoons, and right. I wanted to talk philosophy and and you know, is there anything after this? You know, our, if if we are made up of energy, energy never really dissipates. It just you know moves. Up. And they're going, can we just watch the Roadrunner? Right. Seriously, <laughs> you ever wonder where people come from? No, I mean black people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. but so I think we got two through the list. There was there more. Okay. The uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. The, the, now this one I don't. I don't necessarily, because it is a Canadian site, I don't really remember this being a big deal, but I think this falls back under the the cultural appropriation bit. Uh, Apparently, quoting Beyonce lyrics was racist. Uh, (sighs) Back when she was a contender for the NDP leadership, Manitoba uh, MP Nikki Ashton tried to galvanize her supporters with a hip-hop culture reference. Like Beyonce says, to the left, she wrote in a tweet, even making sure to include the accent on the singer's name that most Americans omit. Black Lives Matter Vancouver, however, soon chimed in with a note saying that appropriating black culture is not intersectional feminism. That's interesting because... So you're not allowed to quote song lyrics? Didn't Hillary quote Beyonce? Did she get the same type of backlash? I'm not sure if she quoted Beyonce. Wasn't Hillary telling him to put a ring on it? I remember a very very cringeworthy uh, uh, photo opportunity 
between her and Mary J. Blige, where Mary J. Blige sang to. Yeah, that was to, fucking. That was. That was. I felt so weird watching that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like Mary J. Blige, but I was like, why uh, singing to the white lady? Why singing the white grandma? Yeah, it was almost as cringeworthy as when uh, Hillary was on Ellen doing the nene and then dabbed at the end. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Remember how she was talking about she carries around hot sauce in her purse? Oh my God. You do not. You are a 70 year old white woman. I mean, granted, you're from the South. So it's possible, it's not probable. But anyway. <laughs> I just. You know, there you go, Hillary. There's your there's your post politics career. You I can voted for the, her. By the way, you can, you oh, can yeah. replace you, know, you can replace the Frank's Red Hot woman and say that you put that shit on everything and then dab at the end of the commercial. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, apparently, um, so you can't quote song lyrics anymore. Yeah, that's uh, you can't do that. Um, and he goes on to say that. Uh, uh, Nikki Ashton immediately deleted her tweet in the name of racial justice, and then she lost the leadership race, by the way. Can we delete her in the name of regular justice? Now, this one I do remember a little bit about. Apparently, Dr. Seuss is racist. And uh says, like many American illustrators from the 20th century, Theodore Seuss has an extensive catalog of drawings that did not age well. Big lip, buffoonish characters of black people in wartime propaganda featuring buck-tooth scheming Japanese. But as the children's author, Dr. Seuss, many of his most popular stories, such as The Sneetches and Yertle the Turtle, were anti-racism fables. Nevertheless, the First Lady, Melania Trump, sent ten Dr. Seuss books to a Massachusetts elementary school in September. The gift was publicly rejected by librarian Liz Sorio. Uh, Sorio? Many people are unaware that Dr. Seuss's illustrations are steeped in racist propaganda, characters, and harmful stereotypes, she wrote in a reply. The letter, also, the letter also included links to academic papers claiming that the cat in the hat is not a cat, but a racist minstrel show stereotype. <laughs> now, is little the twist on, in the hat? Little, little, little twist on this story. That librarian... After she went on her virtue signaling tour, uh, the internet dug up pictures of her dressed up a few Halloweens before as the cat in the hat. So, yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember this cunt. Black, you can't appropriate your own culture. Well, okay. This is, this is interesting because this is something that I've been saying to people. And they either get very angry with me or they give me a deer in headlights look. You can't judge history by the standards of today. You can't. You, can, you just, it's, it's impossible to. And if you do and you insist on doing so, then you're a fucking piece of shit hypocrite who needs to be fucking sodomized with a meat hook if you do not apply that to every buddy in history history is a living and, thing it's and that it's includes constantly that includes evolving your, that includes your precious uh uh noble savages narrative that that they want to push you know that you know oh all these tribes on, in north america lived in peace until the white man showed bullshit okay if we're gonna fucking level our if we're gonna if we're gonna level judgment 
of historical figures based on what we now know today, then that's across the board. And if it's not, then you're not fighting for justice. You're not fighting for equality. You're fighting to promote an agenda. And you're an asshole and someone needs to smack the shit out of you, seriously. Yeah. Uh, all there is to yeah. it. I, think that, I am that's... advocating violence in that case. Smack <laughs> them, please. That ties into another big theme of 2017, I believe, which is revisionist history, that, that everybody was able to cherry-pick from history something that supports what they think. Oh, one of, one of, the, one of the... Probably one of the most heated discussions this year I had with my, uh, my brother was um, about the, this, the Tumblr genders. And how Tumblr has like a, a, an ever-growing master list of genders, and he goes, "I don't understand what the big deal is." Native Americans had like nine different genders, and I'm like, "What the fuck does that prove?" They also they also thought if you it, it, that, that that when it when it was thundering and lightning, God was angry with them. Okay, they also you know what I'm saying the first time they saw a camera, the first time they saw a camera, they thought when someone took a picture, it stole their soul. Wait, are we supposed to believe that bullshit too? Oh, no, 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 no. Once again, you want to cherry pick what you like, what you don't like. How Christian of you. And he didn't like that very much, being compared to a Christian. I was like, well, that's that you rail against Christians for doing the exact same thing with their version, their their book of the Desert Trilogy. So why don't you fucking do the same thing against people who pull this? Do I need to go get a mirror and show you the people who are doing this? And it, I just, once again, stop the hypocrisy. You can't, if you can't do it across the board without tripping your own argument up, then get a better argument. What happened to that? What happened to, to going, wait a minute, I, I just tripped up my own argument. Maybe I need to revise my thinking on this. And this goes no, back just to just start following about. other different people on Twitter and. <laughs> And be yeah. a news source that already conforms to your beliefs. I mean, this goes back to That's something... a much we, more comfortable route. You know, we, we covered more than a few times in the last year on this show. At some point, rethinking your stance became weakness. Saying, my bad, I was wrong, and correcting yourself became akin to, like, letting someone fuck your wife while you, you know, sat in a corner using your own tears as lube and jerked off to it. Hence the whole cuck insult. I mean, no. this is this insanity is what it is. If 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 and these these are the people who say we need to to have a more scientific society. Well, you're not acting very scientific, and you're not putting the scientific method to use when it comes to your own thinking. Now, so what what happens when science starts flying in the face of your beliefs? Are you going to call them hate facts and, and and just call it a day? Because this is the way science works. It's science, it's science has no agenda. Science facts don't care about your feelings. Hate science. So, I, it, it's just it's maddening, and I don't understand. There's nothing wrong. It's admirable when you find yourself in the wrong to go. I'm sorry, I was wrong, and correct the behavior. Isn't it? Or am I just lost on this? Am I on an island over here? Uh -huh. I thought it was. There's not a room for. There's no room for forgiveness. 
I mean, Aaron, if I did something that really hurt you, maybe not physically or emotionally, but like fucked you over financially or something, even if I didn't mean to do it and you pointed it out and I just said, oh, well, not my problem. I'd be I rightfully you'd be like, man, fuck you. At least in my book. I mean, even if I couldn't fix it, if I went, oh, dude, you know what? I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that that was going to affect you in that way. I, To me, the the least I could do is give you an apology and, and do my best to be aware that, yeah, everything you do has consequences. And you might affect someone negatively without realizing it. I mean, we have laws on the books in this country that punishes accidental murder it's called manslaughter i didn't mean to kill him yeah but you still did right we're not going to put you in jail for life but you you, you took a life because you were being careless and in our society that means you got to pay for it sorry all there is to it bottom line but yet it's like oh you can just willy-nilly do whatever and well oh well i don't care about the wake of destruction i left in my path doesn't matter to me I mean, it's the equivalent of opening the door and throwing a grenade in a room full of people and shutting the door and going, well, I didn't see what happened, so I'm just assuming everything's fine. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I, it, it's just amazing. It, it really does seem like, in a lot of ways, <laughs> we're regressing as a society. And I don't mean regressing, well, I do kind of mean regressing as far as racial issues etc etc because we're becoming more and more obsessed with them at the same time as we're trying to say out the other corner of our mouth that race is a social construct and it shouldn't matter and etc etc but i mean like we're getting more and more childlike and i'm not sure if this goes back to what we were talking about with todd or if this is just the nature of the more technologically advanced we get the less adults, the less adult we have to act. I mean, we're allowed to be petty children now, mm-hmm. and it's encouraged. Yeah, I think I was listening earlier today to uh, David Brooks. He gives a, a an annual kind of speech of uh, the state of things, and he's talking about how he's talking about the U.S. as kind of an aimless nation ever since the end of the Cold War. Whereas, like, if you look at the example of the World War Two, World War Two is something that the nation was able to, uh, eventually, once we all got on the same page of we have to be involved in this, we were all together on, right? Everybody had to make some sort of sacrifice, even if they themselves or the family members didn't serve, they were going without something in order to make sure that the troops had the supplies that they needed, the, the weapons that they needed, you know, and even post World War, there was a sense of you know rebuilding. There was a there was a, another coming together of of how to to remake the world. And after the Cold War, when ended by not because the uh, not because of the strength of the West, but because of the utter failure of policy of Russia, and you know, it just collapsed in on itself. It just left this hole behind where we didn't have a mission anymore. We didn't have this like greater thing to bring the nation together and that we're kind of aimless. And I think that ties into the, this regression that you're talking about. Well, because we act like a bunch of fucking babies. Like, I, I hate to, to boil it down so simple, but that's really how it, 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 it seems to have shifted the, the last few years. 
quite honestly, like it's it's maybe it's the whole squeaky wheel mentality. Perhaps maybe that's how it comes across. I don't know. Well, it's uh, one of the one of the things that we've definitely regressed on is the ability to fuck even listening or excuse me fuck even considering that there is a opposite opinion to ours we don't even listen to it anymore the minute we get to an opinion we don't like it, more and more people just go shut it down mm-hmm. just shut that that person saying something i don't like shut them up i don't care how do it shut them up yeah and that is to me that is the most dangerous thing we can do as a species, because how how many heretics ended up being in history ended up being right? I mean, it, it, we can't have progress as a species if every time someone says something and it offends us a, a, a very small group for whatever reason, that means well we have to disregard what that person said. I mean, I, I just think of, like, you know, people in history like Galileo. It, it seems like we almost are siding with the, his persecutors these days. We, we have no sympathy for the modern-day Galileo. We rather side with the people who persecuted him. How dare you speak this heresy? You know, the, the first person to say, guess what? The earth isn't the center of the universe. Kill him. That, I thought we'd evolve past that. Get his bitch ass. And it seems like we're regressing back to that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, it's scary. That that scares the shit out of me. And it should you, you, you being whoever's listening to this podcast, get him. That's like the that's <laughs> that, that's our new mantra as a nation. It is it is smear the queer without a ball. Yeah, it, that's what it is. Right. Like I've as a Twitter user, I've reported other t- Twitter users before because you know I. I want a social media app where I can read a difference of opinion and not have somebody, you know, using racial slurs or, or you know, even uh, what was it? Uh, somebody had had uh, they're making fun of uh, of uh, Milo Ianopoulos and because he had this video about how trad, you know, how traditional he is, even though he's a, a, a gay man dating a black man, he still has a, a traditional lifestyle. And this woman was like, oh, don't let this faggot upstage you, you know, and and say that he can be more trad than you. But she wrote out faggot with, instead of G's, it was a little emoji OK symbol, (laughs) which I guess kind of looks like, but I'm like, like, we all know what you're saying here. (laughs) And there's just, there's no reason for that shit. So, yeah, I reported that shit. I don't want to see that shit on my Twitter, and I don't think that that's the place for it. But I didn't try and find out where the woman lived. I didn't send her threatening emails. I didn't try and get her fired from her job. Did you dox her? Right. I mean, there is there is a difference. You know, that the, there's a, a sweet spot that takes some, you know, challenging thought to, to find, to not just go, oh, well, you know, all... I am, uh, as a liberal and somebody who's anti-Trump, I'm just going to watch all MSNBC. Oh, man. You should never watch... If I'm a supporter, I'm going to watch all Breitbart... I'm going to read all Breitbart news and watch nothing but Fox News. It's not healthy to do either. Right. There has to be some sort of middle ground there where, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to control what they intake as far as information. You, 
and you have more control and more information out there than ever before, it's that it, it takes actual <laughs> effort to to take in multiple sources and have to critically think about it, you know? So where are we even at on this list? Uh, well, the next one... <laughs> uh, I don't remember this one at all, but and I'm going to need help with the gentleman's name. Uh, apparently during a commencement address at an Iowa college, Pakistani-born comedian Kumani Nanj- Nanjai? Oh, come on. Oh, uh, Kamel, Kamel Nanji. Yeah, fucking what's his nuts? I, I his I recognize him, but I Kumail he's Nanjani? on the, I think yeah. he's on the Big Bang Theory, isn't he? No, he's fucking what's his no. name? He's Gilfoyle's he, buddy. Oh, what's his yeah. name? Oh, he's oh yeah, from yeah, yeah, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Oh my god, the fuck I, is his I name? Just, I just compared the Big Bang Theory to Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh, shame. I I know I need to get naked and, and and walk down the street while people ring bells saying shame for that. Shun the non-believer. Anyways, he uh, he advised graduates. Now remember, he's a comedian. He advised graduates to have sex with an immigrant. The talk also included imploring the crowd to get out of their bubble and understand those different from them. Don't disregard opposing viewpoints. Listen to them. Absorb them. Oppose them if you feel that they are wrong, but allow them to affect you. Nevertheless, tweets soon came his way accusing him of advocating white genocide. I'm being accused of promoting white genocide, so to clarify, doesn't have to be straight sex, and people can come in or on any agreed-upon place. You know, safe and you know, non-baby-making sex. <laughs> Once again, okay. This whole, oh my God, Dinesh, Dinesh, yes, Dinesh, yes, Dinesh. Right. This whole white genocide thing. Oh God. Okay, I, I I'm sorry. Aren't, aren't white people still like sixty percent of this country? Yes. So the, okay. So the census statistics say. But those are hate facts. As and every well. once, every once in a while, uh, I'll see a post. Of some white chick, and you know, it'll be a picture of her with her black boyfriend or Latino boyfriend or whatever. And she's doing my best to get rid of white people. And it's like, bitch, you can't be a big enough pincushion to get rid of white people. Your vagina would cease to work before you could breed enough people of mixed race, but before you even have a point zero 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 one percent of an effect on getting rid of white people. So fuck those people. Grow really? Fuck. People What's actually it? say that? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, and then on, the flip side, on the flip side, shut the fuck up, white people. <laughs> Just right, shut up. You're not living in reality if you think that you can, <laughs> that you can out-fuck another race into a genocide. That's not how genocides work. Like you have to actively kill people. That's genocide. You have to get a government together and say, we're all going to prosecute and kill this other group of people. That's a fucking genocide. I mean, the fact is, numbers don't lie. It's only a matter of time before white people are a minority. But so what? <laughs> like, yeah, till then, wanna- live it up, everybody. 
you, you want it, you, you're white and you don't want to be a minority, move to Switzerland. Right. <laughs> move to one of the, move move to one of those Bjorg Bjorg countries. Yeah, move to Scandinavia. Okay? Yeah. Move 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 to Canada. How about that? New Finland. Go there. I don't know, Canada's yeah, I mean, gonna I, be just as uh mixed as the US will be. Oh, that's coming up in this article. But <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't. Let's hear. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that was well. This one, there's one before it. It's uh, this one. I, I'll just read it, and then I'll, and then I'll get you guys' impressions, and I'll give mine. Making fun of Southerners. While at a reception at the Oregon Bach Festival, two men were making fun of the South. Acclaimed British conductor Matthew Halls was speaking to his friend, a black Florida-born man, Reginald Mobley, and briefly attempted his impersonation of a Southerner. Do you want some grits, said Halls. An unidentified complainant heard the exchange and swiftly got Halls fired by falsely reporting that the conductor had been mocking Mobley's race. In a subsequent statement to the Telegraph, Mobley unequivocally said the exchange had not been racist and noted the irony that nobody had even bothered to ask him, the supposed victim of the comment. Thank you. Thank you. Stop being offended for other people. My voice has been taken away in a conversation about race that involved me. And technically, that's racist, he said. (laughs) I'll stop you when you're wrong, Mobley, okay? Look, is it it fucked up that it's a double standard that to a lot of people you can goof on rednecks and do a southern accent? And make them sound stupid. But yet, if you do the same thing and you do like a black accent, an urban accent, then you know, oh, that's horrible. Yes, it's a double yeah. standard. And it's to me, look, it's like comedians. Let comedians try to be funny. If they fail, who did they hurt? Nobody. Someone that makes a joke and it falls flat. It's a joke that fell flat. It's not the end of the world. Everybody, calm the fuck down. But. To me, the the deeper issue on this is exactly what was said at the end. It, it, that people who weren't affected, who weren't being talked to, overheard this, got offended on the behalf of someone else, and without even consulting him, started tilting at windmills over this. And that is, to me, the irony of these, quote-unquote, white allies on the left who speak apparently according to them for everybody and i just i I don't understand how do you consider yourself woke and enlightened yet you're talking over the people that you're trying to 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 give a voice to we saw a lot of this out of come out of the me too movement as well like al franken's first accuser he apologized so that you know obviously uh what I said was taken incorrectly, and I or I acted inappropriately, and I apologize. And she was cool with that. And there are a lot of people who are like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, you're not cool with that." Like, <laughs> no, I am actually cool with that. Okay, well then, I'm not cool with it. What the fuck difference does it make? It didn't happen to you. Who gives a hairy? You're rat's not ass allowed to be cool more with. offended than the people involved. Like, isn't that this? Isn't that the metric? Or should be if it's not. I. I, you know, to me, yeah, it seems like, once again, childish, and 
counterintuitive. If you're trying to be woke and all this shit, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I, you, I, I, it's just I can hear people reading this article and, and agreeing with the 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 the, the, the points that are goofing on the right, going. This article is really woke, but then getting pissed off about the points that goof on them. But, yeah. but no, I, I just I, why, I, why woke anyway? I mean, it's not even a word. <laughs> you, you can't be woke. You're awake. I, yeah, it's it's one of those it's it's one of those words that that seem like first of all, it's being attributed to uh, black culture, and I'm like, no, that's more of a southern thing. Because that's how my family's from down south. Hey, go woke him up. I, I used to, I, you know, <laughs> is he woke yet? Yeah, he woke yet. You know, it's like it's like yeah, I was I was asleep, not asleep, I was asleep. That's how my okay. I have my cousin went and got the whole DNA thing done. No black people in our family, at least on my dad's side, and they all talk that way. So that can't be black culture. If they have all talked that way for all of my life, including the oldest person in my family who was like 97 when they died. All right. I mean, so get the fuck off of this. Oh, this is you can't speak this way. You haven't earned it. It's it's what is. Oh, what is it? African-American vernacular English. Really? That's a that's a very high maintenance way of saying Ebonics. Which is basically just another way of saying you talk oh. like you're from fucking down south. Or a class on how black people talk. I mean, seriously. I, Finn, I'm fitting to do this. I've never attributed that to a, a white or black person. That's a southern thing. I'm fitting or fixing to do something. I'm fitting to, I'm fixing to. That's a southern thing. You hear it constantly down south, no matter the race, no matter the race of the people. Yet somehow this is now attributed to, this is a black language thing, you're not allowed to say it. And I think that's where woke is being pushed. Hey, hey like fitness? Have a fitness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, my mother was, my mother was, from the age of four on was raised up north, never lived down south, yet she constantly said two words that stuck with her from her childhood. Worsh and winder. <laughs> So she, I got to wash the winders. And I'm like, Mom, good Lord, you sound like an extra from Deliverance. Where's that yeah. coming from? You like know? a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I Really, I, you're going to get offended on behalf of other people. It, it, to me, the, you know what that says? It must be nice never having to worry about how to pay a bill or where your next meal's coming from. You must have everything in the ba- of the basics for the of, of survival taken care of to the point where you never worry about it to go around and be offended on other people's behalf. It was like that shit in the World Series or the, the playoffs uh, where the guy uh, made the slant eyes with his fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, the the guy who actually that it happened to actually, you know, he actually handled it pretty well. And everyone else was more offended than he was. Like, I think that's where we established that. Like, you cannot new rule everybody. You can't be more offended than the people involved. The people involved with it are cool. Okay. You cannot. Well, but I, I do agree with you, but there's another 
factor to Stop consider. Stop clutching the pearls. Like, that's something that he's doing as a public figure, right? He's playing a baseball game that there's thousands of people there watching. There's millions more on TV watching him do that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's appropriate at that point to say, look, that guy's conduct is offensive. I'd rather not see him on the team. Well, I mean, well, but, I mean, but, in the situation, the guy, that, the, the guy that it happened to actually came and said, "Hey, he came to me and apologized, and we're cool, and it's it's over." But right. you know, people still, well, you I know, mean, the pearls continued like, to be clutched. To go back to my Al Franken comparison, you know, if if I, if the thought was that this guy is a predator and he's going to continue this action, this is going to be something that he's going to actively do while he's in office, then yeah, you need to get the creep out of there. And if, conversely, if this was like somebody, you know, snapped a picture of him doing that in the locker room, or there's some old story of him doing the Chinese eyes thing, and you wanted to get him off the team for that, like, no, that's not really appropriate. But if he's going to do it, I mean, I assume, like, professional baseball games are televised, all of them, right? So he's doing this on TV. Well, first of all, if he didn't see it, some of the stories made it sound like he, he went right to, the, you know, the pitcher's mound, right up to him, did it to his face, and then walked <laughs> he off. He somehow pulled out that he, big triangle hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, put, what, he, 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 had, he had a gong with him, a little tiny gong. He walked gong. up and he put the big fake front teeth in and the big glasses. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, the asshole. Did his best you know, Jerry like, Lewis impression. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was fucking, he, he basically, the, the, the pitcher on the mound looked at him in the dugout, which if this wasn't a playoff game, I, I doubt the camera would have been on him in the first place. So unless you saw it, from the stands, you know what I'm saying? Most likely it, it, it had just been an exchange between two players, and he did it at the guy, and he pointed at him. Right. All right. Now, here's the thing. This wasn't a white guy that did it. This was, this was a guy who, born and raised in some Latin country, who God knows what the fuck, you know. It was brown on yellow crime. Well, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, God knows what kind of conditions he was in growing up. You you can't apply. Once again, this is kind of like this is this is that that sneak that sneaky racism of the left. You can't apply the standards that if you were born and raised in America to someone who maybe doesn't even speak English and doesn't fully understand the nature of race in American culture. I mean, I, there was there was a story a couple years ago we covered on Sporgy where you had two guys who went to college together and ended up on the same football team. One was black, one was white. And they, they called each other nigger all the time as a term of endearment. And reporting, no one on the team had a problem with it because everyone understood the context because these guys were tight, like, according to both of them, tight as brothers. It was reporters who got offended when they heard it. And they tried to blow, make this big deal and blow it up and turn it in this big thing. And both these players were like, if we don't fucking care, and it's something that, that, that we say between us, what the fuck are you upset about? And, I mean, who knows the context of what he did it in? 
I don't know. And to assume that I do is just as bad to, to me as assuming that, you know, oh, it was no big deal. But to assume it was meant, it, they could know each other. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. They never, they never explored that side of the story. It was just instant outrage. We're angry. Go on Twitter. Hashtag. He's an asshole. Really? I mean, once again, context only matters to these people when they want it to matter, and that's bullshit. You don't get to pick and choose when context matters. It either matters or it doesn't. Well, context I, I, matters, and so does the situation. I mean, look, it's generally frowned upon that uh, a white person used the N-word, certainly, but it's not all cut and dry, and there are plenty of situations where white guys use it towards black men, and they, if there's a relationship there... And, and an understanding then there's not a problem but when you say that regardless of who you're speaking to if you're saying it out loud so that other people can hear you that's a different context yeah but it's the same way it's the same way that I have a friend who I grew up with who's Jewish uh-huh. and whenever you know we, we, would, we would be at parties and he'd you know hey is Rich here yeah. Is he drunk? Well, of course. Well, of course that, that fucking Mick is, that plastic patty. All that motherfucker wants to do is get drunk and fight. And I'd be like, look here, Perch. I'll take your ass to the train tracks and put you on the fucking train. All right? And you, your people don't fare well on train rides. So I don't want to fucking hear it. And, every, and we'd laugh because we knew no one was offended. No one was offended. And if someone who has no idea who the fuck yeah, we are, no idea of our I mean, relationship that to each other, court of the mall. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, but here's the thing: we're not yelling it, we're not screaming right. it at each other so everybody can hear it. It's a conversation that, unless you're eavesdropping on a conversation, you don't fucking hear it. Yeah, I mean, I had a, it, 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 I had a Jewish friend. I mean, we would constantly make fun of the length of his foreskin. <laughs> Talk about it. Oh, your foreskin's so fucking long, dude. You're not even a real Jew. Shut up. <laughs> if you can, if you can cover a doorknob with your foreskin, you ain't Jewish. You know? <laughs> but no, I mean, and it's you know, it's the same as my one buddy and his brothers grew up with them. They're half black. You know, and they come over to my like they come over to my mom's house and they look around. And they're like, God damn, Miss Jama, you got old black woman taste. Not even black woman, you got old colored woman taste. Everything's gold and glass and <laughs> and, and, and 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 like animal print. You know, and my mom would just laugh. And we, you know, we no one got offended. No one was upset. And I mean, that's it, this is this is once again. The lack of humor, sense of humor on these people, and the lack of understanding that humor is subjective. Yes, and just to go, just... I'm offended, so everybody should be offended. I, get the fuck out of here, man. It's tiresome. It's exhausting. I mean, look, if I'm describing it to situations you... where there's a relationship and an understanding, you know, that you can't. <laughs> that's why I'm saying, like, you certainly there's not like just 
hard and fast rules about what you can say to another person. But if you want to talk about the behavior and language that happens in the public sphere, I mean, I think you have to be ready to take your punishment, basically. If that's whatever happens to, I know it when I see it. What does that mean? That's about porn. Yeah, but can't you apply that to to a lot of things, like something like this, like situation like? Well, that's not. No, hold on. You're confusing that though. That was not a solution to a problem. That was actually the "I know it when I see it" argument. Eventually, destroyed all the arguments against trying to police porn at all because it because it was so subjective, and it wasn't a solution to trying to decide what's acceptable as normal pornographic and what crosses the line. All right. <laughs> so, so like to say, I know it when I see it means that everybody is going to have a different standard of what they consider to be acceptable language, or in this case, I know it when I hear it. Well, I mean, the, the, the example would be the, the story that Rich cited, is obviously those guys know each other, everybody's cool, like it's... That is obviously yes. not yes, a were, case of... Right, and they were having a private interaction, it's not like they were... You know, it's not like everybody in the orchestra was mic'd up and the audience was privy to their conversation. You know, some guy knocks on the door in his clan outfit, you know, and his boys are on the lawn with right. some torches. No, that's, you, you know, that's like, what I'm saying. There's two different stories there. There's, there's the story of the orchestra and then there's the story of the baseball player. You know, the baseball player is on a stage. The orchestra member and the conductor are having a private conversation. And if somebody overheard it then they're eavesdropping i agree with you that yeah of one he was on the largest stage for baseball it was the world series right he fucked up yeah people who don't even like baseball watch the world series yeah he fucked up he took his lumps but it it's it's not it's not that he it's not that i, that, I don't have a problem with that my problem is the, the people that taking your lumps isn't enough. They want a pound of flesh. And it's like, okay, slow down, Turbo, because I'm sure if we dig in your closet, there's a few fucking, you know, few skeletons. And just because you're offended doesn't mean that yeah. his career needs to be over. If he, went to the, if he went to the pitcher and he said, man, look, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't understand that that's like, massively offensive my bad and the pitcher's like i understand man no big deal hey we're not from this country these aren't these this isn't our values we got to under you know it, it you're gonna you're gonna have some stumbling blocks i mean i just think to that bernie mac movie mr 3000 where he's 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 teaching a japanese player to talk shit and the japanese player is like trying to learn how to talk shit, and at one point he's like, "Kiss my black ass." And Bernie Mac's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, 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 no! I say that, not you." <laughs> and he's, you know, it's like, and he's like, "Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you." And he's like, "No, no, it's, it's okay, but it's like, you know, slow your roll, man. You're getting a little too, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, getting a little too. You're not black. Now you want to say, kiss my Asian ass, kiss my Japanese ass. That you know, what I'm saying and he had to explain to him." The shit behind it, it, that happens, man. That happens. I mean, I've, I, 
I, growing up, when, when, when I moved to Florida and I was a kid, and I would go to school, I would see it a, a very dark-skinned Cuban, Puerto Rican, and they looked black to me. Why? Because I was raised in Detroit. Not a whole lot of extremely dark, you know, Cubans up here. A lot of a lot of extremely dark Cubans in Florida. And I said to my friend, who was from Puerto Rico, hey, that black guy over there, and he's like, whoa, 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 that, mm-mm, don't, mm-mm. And I'm like, what? And he goes, he's not black. Trying he's to get Cuban. him stabbed? He's like, yeah, that, he's not black, he's Cuban. And I'm like, he looks black. He's like, it don't matter what he looks like, he's from Cuba. And I'm like, oh, that's offensive? He's like, to some people, you just got to be careful, man. I had no idea about that until someone enlightened me to it. And it, he, here's the difference. If he'd have came at me sideways with a bunch of fucking, oh, you racist, cracker-ass motherfucker, blah, 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 I'd probably have a chip on my shoulder. I mean, fuck you, dude. But he, he explained it to me because he understood. I wasn't saying it out of hatred. I wasn't saying it out of thinking I'm better than that person. I said it out of ignorance of the facts. And to me, that's what that situation smacked of. And it was not people who were of Latino descent or of Asian descent that were up in arms about it. Once again, is the whiny-ass Tumblr white folks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you crying about? You know what I'm saying? Like it, thinking that, uh, well, talking about Canada... Canada has a law, right, that it, where it's illegal to misgender somebody. Not understanding mm-hmm. that, while certainly there is, I'm sure there's plenty of misgendering that happens out of some sort of spite, some sp- sort of like, you know, not wanting to just accept that somebody who, you know, doesn't conform to, to your reality exists. But a lot of it's just plain old mistake, right? <laughs> Whether it's not knowing how to gender the person, or you know, just mis or just misreading certain cues or something, just being oblivious, you know. Oh, definitely. If you've so, ever so that does have to be cust- if you've ever worked a customer service job where you deal with people, customers over the phone. I've had this happen yeah. a handful of times in my life. Someone will be on the phone, and before I get their name or their personal information, by the tone of their voice, I make an assumption. And I've said, yes, ma'am, to guys before. And nine times out of ten, they don't say anything. And then I then I say, okay, well, um, let me get your name. And they'll be like, you know, Larry. And I'm like, <laughs> Mr. Oh, I'm, Larry Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And it's it's done. It's over with. You know, I've never and I've even when I've had people. Force not forcefully in a pissed off way, but in a um, excuse me, I'm a man or I'm a female, whatever. I, I it's I'm like okay, I, I'm sorry. I you know I, I make up some I make up some excuse because I don't want to say well you got a real deep voice there, Hillary. You know what I'm saying? I, you can't say that, so I say oh there's a lot of noise in the background. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you very well. I apologize. No problem. What, okay, bitch? Cool. I can't hear you. You know, that's, to me, if uh, accidentally misgendering someone, someone walks in with a full beard, dressed like a lumberjack, and goes, I'm a female. Well, you ain't wearing a female's uniform. 
I, I mean, I go back to that Dave Chappelle skit. Don't call me a hoe. You might not be a hoe, but you're wearing a hoe's uniform. If I was dressed up like a cop and you needed a cop, you'd think I was a cop, wouldn't you? So don't get don't get upset. You know what you looked like when you left the house. And to me, that's where the loophole starts and shit like that because you you know what you got that shirt. We we have to stop this bullshit of of going. Oh well, that just that that hardly ever happens. No, it happens more and more often. It's not anywhere near the norm. But there's people out there who are shit stirrers. There are people out there who like to get shit riled up for the sake of it. Who will go out and claim an offense that they're not, that, that's, that's really not there just to get some shit started. And it later, the last in, entry in this article speaks to that, which is I'm just going to skip ahead to it because I remember this vaguely, but. Apparently, Taco Bell not serving fries is racist. Huh? <laughs> what? And it, it has a is video. This, is this started it. by Del Taco? <laughs> you know what's racist? That Del Taco don't offer jacked up chicken soft tacos no more. That's racist. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, 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 this is the, the last entry in the article, and there's a video to it. And it says. Uh, this may be it, the pinnacle of all 2017 questionable racist accusations. An unidentified, an unidentified woman walks into a U.S. Taco Bell and orders medium fries. A cashier then informs her several times, in fact, that they are a Taco Bell and do not sell fries. After a few moments of Google-eyed confusion, the woman concludes the prejudice, that prejudice is afoot. This is racism, she declares. Yeah, that yeah. pretty much sums um, up. Well, 2017. That woman knew. Like you knew where you were, and you knew what you were doing. This is like I sent you a story earlier about uh, Eliza Schlesinger. It's a white woman too. The the the, the, uh, the comedian held a man a, a uh, woman only show, and two guys bought tickets to it, showed up, and were eventually kicked out. And I was like, all right, like. Fine, let's have a debate on whether it's okay to have an all-woman show. I personally don't see a problem with it. But you showed up there with the intention to cause some shit. If you push a button, don't be surprised if one gets if yours get pushed back. They bought tickets for a show called Girls Night In, subtitle No Boys Allowed. You poked a bear. Yeah, it's, it's a comedian, yeah. I could maybe see where you thought that was a joke, but like we live, we live in the internet age. You could easily pull up the deets on that event on your phone and find out what's really going on before you buy tickets for it. And then if oh, you've got a problem can, with it, don't buy tickets to it. Can we have I a mean, He-Man Woman Haters Club now? Anyway, but, right. So I think the, the Taco Bell woman is probably the same thing. Like, I, she's, she's stirring up shit on purpose where there wasn't any. Is an unnamed white woman. She was calling the Taco Bell employee racist for not letting her order French fries. You know, I just flash back. I just flash back to the first time like, I was. We in don't show. even have potatoes here. What do you want me to do? <laughs> wow. Dude. I just flash back to the first time I was at a at a, wow. at a at a music show, and one of the bands was you know one of these wannabe riot girl bands, and told all the men to get to the back of the venue. Yeah. You're not welcome front and i just fucking stood there well, who's and buying the drinks then 
I just stood there and smiled at the lead singer, and someone behind me made a comment that I wasn't moving, and I turned around, and I just looked at the few women standing behind me. I said, if any of you think you can physically move me to the back, you're more than welcome to try, and turned around and continued to watch the show. <laughs> but bottom line. And, I mean, I and this was when I was young, and I walked around half-cocked anyways. I, I, I walked around with a, basically, I wish a motherfucker would attitude. And if well, some white knight would have come up and put his hands on me, one of us would have went to the hospital because that was the only way that was going to end because I'm not fucking moving. Now, these days, if I heard that shit, I'd just walk, the, I'd just walk out the venue. Fuck you. You don't get my business. Right. Do you, though, understand why they would want all the men to move to the back of the show? Because, I mean... Okay, do I understand? We, yes. We, do I care? No. Here's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, because a, a lot of this is because you know you get a lot of uh, drunk guys that really aren't listening to the lyrics. They're just like, "Oh, there's a distorted guitar. That means I flail my limbs around," and they make it a bad time for people who are there to watch the show. And I think that's a lot of what's behind all the men have to get to the back of the the venue. When I don't know Bikini Kill or whoever the fuck it was is playing. Well, that's a convenient excuse. I mean, I'll give them that. I mean, they put some thought into it at least. Yeah. You get an A for effort. But I mean, I'm not I saying this it makes was, it this right was, either. This, this wasn't a national show, by the way. This was a local show, and there was no advance warning that this was going to happen. There was four bands playing. I was there to see the last band. This was the band that was before the last band. And they make this grand announcement from the stage, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, you can go fuck yourself." That ain't happening. I mean, well, if I went if to was- if I went to a riot girl show, I would know what to expect, and I would probably sure. conduct myself accordingly. But honestly, I probably wouldn't go to a riot girl show because fuck those cunts. Or at least not bring my penis. I mean, I just I, because I the- wouldn't. If if it was the reverse, I would. If it was the reverse, and my girlfriend was standing there. And she said, I'm not moving to the back. I'm like, you're goddamn right you're not moving to the back. Right. Anybody that was dumb enough to put their hands on her and try to get her to move to the back, male or female, would get a fucking fist, a mouthful of my fist. Period. Not even the reverse. Just what if there was a, what if there was a hip-hop act in the middle of that show? And they stood up there and said, all right, all white people, get to the fucking back of the venue. I only want to see black faces up here. There'd probably be an issue. There would definitely be an issue. There, there, uh, and yeah, um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the uh, uh, the incident that happened in Toronto at the at the Pride Parade, where Black Lives uh-huh. Matter said, "We're not going to fucking, we're not going for whatever reason they decided they had to march right through the middle of the Pride Parade. Like if the Pride Parade is, these directions are just I'm pulling them out of my ass. Say the Pride Parade was marching, you know, west to east." Black Lives Matter decided they needed to march south to north, right through the middle of the Pride Parade, and there was a big confrontation. And I was, my attitude was, well, anybody that got their ass kicked in that Black Lives Matter group that marched through the middle of the Pride Parade deserved it. That's what you get. You want to act a fool, there's consequences. And if you start physically putting your hands on people and trying to move them out of the way, because you feel that you're somehow higher up on the fucking oppression totem pole than them, and a bunch of homosexuals beat the dog shit out of you, you got what you deserved. Because I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't presume one that just because it's a it's it's gay people that I can fucking impose my will upon them because somehow they're less tough, less manly. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what the the, the organizers of that particular Black Lives Parade was or parade group was thinking. But I I mean the fact that they thought that they could do it and and somehow get through that unscathed by physically shoving people out of the way, no. I don't uh uh-uh. uh that ain't going that, that it don't fly in my book. I'm very much in the in the camp of you can say whatever you want to me. You put your hands on me, we're done talking. It's my turn now. Period. And I've taken ass whoopings and I've whooped people's asses. It does not matter. I you will not put your hands on me and get away with it. Period. That's just how that's how I was raised. I don't put my hands on people in a forceful manner unless I'm ready and I understand that that person's going to do their best to put me in the hospital. I better be prepared for it. And to do it on the, I, to do it with some sort of delusional righteous indignation that you have the right to do that because you're more oppressed than another group, fuck you. Gr- once again, grow the fuck up. There's first of all, she, she, in theory, shouldn't those two groups march together instead of marching against each other? Uh, you would think? I mean, aren't they fighting it, for equal rights? Yeah. It, they've both had similar struggles in, uh, you know, last few years. But, I mean, know, and don't, and don't get, and don't whatever. get it twisted. This few, isn't... Last few hundred? Uh, yeah. Don't, well, see, this also goes to one of those uncomfortable conversations that we don't have in polite society, which is... Uh, and yes, I'm painting with a broad brush, but the facts and the numbers back it up. There's a lot of people in the black community that have a real big problem with gay people. I don't think homophobia is more rampant in any form of music than hip hop these days. Yeah. You still hear the word faggot thrown around, not even as an insult, to, in place of saying, hey, that person's stupid, you hear it thrown around as an insult directly at a homosexual. I mean, that, but that goes, that goes ignored. Why? I have, I, I, all I can do is take a guess because once again, people feel like, oh, on the oppression totem pole, one group's higher than the other. And to yeah. me, this flies in the face of, you're not about equality. You're about vengeance and you're about supremacy of your group and that's why when you ask do i understand why they would ask for people for men to go to the back yeah but if they don't give a fuck about me i don't give a fuck about them yeah i've I've just wasted too much of my life worrying about what other people who don't care about me think about me i I just can't do it you know i i think there's there's degrees to this that people aren't looking at. Like, if 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 Eliza Schlesinger wants to have an all girl show and only girls are invited, that's fine. It's not like the club is saying we're an all female club. And even then, that's just one club. Like, there's a big difference between that and let's say uh, let's take an, a, an extreme fictional example and say that all Walmarts decided that they weren't going to serve black people anymore, right? Fucking, fucking Walmart. Now, now you've got, you've got 
one of the most uh, widely spread businesses across the U.S. and especially in in low income areas that are saying that they are just flat out not going to serve a portion of that population. That's a definite problem. There's a big difference between those two. If we're talking like even when it comes to independent business owners, like this, uh, the whole bakery thing. The, the guy didn't want to make the cake for the gay couple because he didn't. Well, that's fine. You know, that's one fucking baker. It, it, I'm sure they could have gotten a cake from any number of places. If, well, if, an indep- if an independent business person or a comedian or a musician or somebody expressing themselves or just, you know, if they want to put something out there that will potentially narrow their audience... And these are problems that the market will naturally solve. Either you are good enough and you attract enough of your core audience of females that you can support being a comedian that only caters to females. That's great. But in most cases, that's not the case. Once you start excluding that you're not going to service uh, a certain sectors of the society, you've harmed your business and you'll eventually go bankrupt. Neat. Well, and I, you know, I've I've heard the backstory of the whole gay couple go to the baker, et cetera, et cetera. And what irritates me is that there were, and this happens in any news story, especially if it's they're they're going for the sensationalism aspect. There were facts left out, and the facts that were left out were this couple went to this baker, who wasn't even the closest baker to where they were having the wedding and to where these this couple resided and it's like okay wait a minute if that's the case then these people showed up at that baker why what was what was the reason well because the cake was that good or was it because they knew that they were going to be told i'm not going to make the cake and so they could get a fucking you know the the outrage going also weren't they told too that he would make the cake he just wouldn't decorate it how they wanted isn't it where the rub that's was? Another, that's another fact that's left out. Well, I, now, well, what's the difference, though? But here's the it's, thing. Once you start going into paying okay, you money, we'll decorate it how I want it. Well, I don't want to decorate it how you want it There's, because it interferes with my beliefs. That's what the whole no, case was about. No, I understand that. But what's the difference between not getting the cake and having the option of getting the cake that you didn't want? It's like you go to Baskin Robbins, you order chocolate ice cream. They're like, we don't serve chocolate ice cream to white people. Well, I guess I'll just take vanilla then. I mean, th- well, there is no difference. There's no. That's not a consolation to say like, well, he was going to make the cake. He just wasn't going to, you know. I agree he wasn't with gonna you. Draw, he wasn't going to draw two gay dudes on it. I agree with you. My problem isn't isn't with the beef. They did give him two dildos to put on top of the cake. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> my problem isn't necessarily with that itself it's the fact that these that these facts from the story were omitted and at some point it was done consciously because they knew it would stir shit up and i'm and this has nothing to do with the baker or the couple this has to do with the media that reported on it why the fuck these facts were pushed aside or flat out ignored is my issue don't tell me you're giving me the whole story and hand me one third of it. That's bullshit. And didn't he lose forty percent of his business? Well, so, I mean, I'm, yeah, not sure, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Earlier, that these these are things that the market 
So if that's the case, a game, that's the case, game over. Don't even go to court. It, it's been, de- it, it is decided. Well, it's like the, it's like the, 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 the gay couple who had a wedding and they went to a pizzeria and they said, we want you to cater our wedding and, or, or cater a wedding. And this was, and they videotaped it, of course, because this was to prove a point. And the guy was like, okay, and, and you know, blah, 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 and, and, you know, oh, could you, you know, put, like, you know, congratulations, whatever their names were, the two men's names were. And the guy was like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't do gay weddings. They were like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And then sent that video out. And then the follow-up video was them at their wedding reception, and they called the day before and said, we need you to cater a wedding reception. We need this many pizzas and this many salads and this many whatevers delivered to this address at this time. Pizzas? Worst gay wedding ever. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. There's like, a I rumor even, that it was all sausage pizzas. Like, I can't even, I can't get, I, should they have this at the CC's? What, do they have an open bar with virgin daiquiris too? I mean, that's a horrible <laughs> wedding reception as far as I'm concerned. But they called the same pizzeria the day before the actual reception, and the pizzeria delivered everything they asked. And then when the delivery person left, the gay couple said, and the pizzeria that wouldn't cater our wedding, congratulations, you're eating their pizza. So we won. And it's like, well, if you knew you could do that in the first place. And they got your money, dipshits. So, like, who's the joke really on? I mean... Don't look at me and go. Don't look at me and go. Uh, I'm I just gave you a thousand dollars. What do you don't, think of that? Don't look at me and go. I'm being. A, I'm being. I'm being oppressed. And turn around and hey. get exactly what you said you wanted. Anyways, hey, the you're not being this oppressed. Month. I mean, if I walk into a gun shop and I go, "Can I have that forty caliber de- uh, or that fifty caliber Desert Eagle?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here, here fill this out. Okay. I passed the background check. Or while they're checking my, you know, my my credentials and shit, I go, well, I'm sure glad you're selling this to me because I'm going to go kill me a bunch of people with it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that gun shop owner is going to go, I'm not selling you this uh, weapon. Fuck out yeah. of my shop. Uh. Now, if I walk in and go, hey, your can background I get check came back crazy, crazy early. Said no. Can I, get, can I get that 50 cal Desert Eagle? And he goes, yeah, no problem. Fill out this information. My background check comes out fine. I leave, walk out the store, go down the street a block or two, and go on a kill crazy rampage. I, do you see what I'm getting at? You, I mean, come on now. I, I, I really. I mean, if a, some Second Amendment fucking, you know, freedom fighter walked in and said, "Well, he should sell me the gun, no matter what my stated intention to do with the weapon is." You're literally well, wearing a bandolero vest. Hey man, Dude, can I get a couple you, guns? No, you're, set, you're you're you are purposely setting up a situation, and you're manipulating the situation to get a desired outcome. So you can sit around and go, "Look how oppressed I am," and then to turn around and get exactly what you wanted, anyways, and still have the fucking balls to stand up and go, "But yet I'm oppressed." Fuck you! Bullshit. Since you catered our wedding, you just catered our wedding. Ha ha! I just gave you two grand. Take that. And on top of that, you forced your goddamn wedding reception guest to eat pizza. 
at a <laughs> wedding reception. I can't get a prime rib. And all right. I can't even get mastacholi. Come on, man. I mean, I, a classy wedding reception. You get a choice. All right. You can have the chicken right. or the beef. <laughs> Someone asks okay. you. What were you going to say? Nothing. <laughs> well, no, I, was I just edited gonna, myself. I, I was. This is what I did, did think was funny. I think it was at a VFW hall, and I was just like, I'm so glad to know that there's gay people with as bad a taste as straight people. <laughs> That's what I was happy to find out. I mean, like, that is like, how poor are you? Like, seriously, just like... In, if all you can afford is pizza and a VFW hall, maybe you shouldn't be getting married. You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, should right? worry, up, worry about getting a little farther up the career ladder before you start doing that. But, you know, whatever. Hey, it, it's America. You're free to fuck up and, and, and ruin your life just as much as everybody else. So, But, no, I, it's, it's nonsense. It's, it's, you're, not, it's, you're creating an issue where there wasn't one. Isn't that one step above a Chuck E. Cheese, by the way? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and... Wouldn't Chuck E. Cheese be better? There'd be video games? Well, there's no more automated house band. They they got rid of those at Chuck E. Cheese's. But no, I... Look, the owner of a store I used to work for, flat out homophobe. Bottom line. I know for a fact he passed up people for promotion who were gay because he don't like gay people. But at the same time... I know I've delivered fucking, when I worked for him, I delivered pizza to gay people. Ah, first, first they're eating pizza, then they're eating salad. So, I mean, but are you telling me that if they called up and said, hi, I want to order a pizza, yeah, I, I want the, uh, the the triple topping special, and make it extra gay? <laughs> <laughs> pizza with extra gay? So so what? You want me to put a rainbow on the box? How, what's extra gay on a pizza? Pineapple? I don't know what. I, what, I mean... Can it get the gay crust? I get it, man. I get it. There's Make a sure difference the delivery with, guy calls me Mary. Yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> don't, mislay, don't misgender me. Uh, no, I get it, man. If, 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 if a, to me, oppression would be if a gay couple walked in, were seated... And they come over and said, we don't serve your kind. Well, that's flat out. That's, that's, I mean, there's no question to that. But walking in, setting up everything, and then making a grand announcement. And then when the person, and you know for a fact that this pizza place is going to, to bristle at, at catering a gay wedding. You're being an asshole. Okay. Guess what? No, you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Okay. You're not wrong, but you're an asshole. Okay. I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, seriously. If there was, if I lived in Detroit and there was a a local business that really did not like serving white people and treated white people like shit, and I walked in and made a big fucking show of it, videotaping it, sending the videotape to the news. Am I wrong to do so? No. Am I an asshole? Am I stirring the pot just to stir the pot? Yeah, I am. Maybe. All right. You know what? You, you know what you do? Fucking get the word out. Hey, these people aren't fucking. These people aren't, aren't LGBT friendly. Don't don't patronize their business. And just like you guys have said, let the customers decide. Period. Because I it, it, 
if we stop buying things because people at the t- who who work for a business have values that we don't believe in, then we better scrap every Ford car on the road because <laughs> Henry Ford was a low key Nazi supporter. Well, not even all that low key, to be honest with you. I don't think there's any small business that could sustain a forty percent loss in business and no, and still stay afloat. Yeah, a bakery. There's, who, there's no way, and especially not a bakery. <laughs> yeah, who specifically caters to weddings? Probably makes the the majority of their. Because believe me, there's. Well, if it's is, in Oregon, is, this isn't Portland. That's just not reading the room. Exactly. 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 I mean, seriously, it, it's like going up and open, opening up, you know, a, a, a Black Panther clothing shop in the middle of like, you know, Howell, Michigan. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like with, the world headquarters for FUBU now in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, considering you can find FUBU at uh, Walmart, I don't know. It, it might not be far off at this point. Apparently, it's it went from white boys wearing it and being told it's not for you or by you to it really is for you and by you because I don't yeah. see white people wearing FUBU anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it seems, once again, it seems childish. This is what I'm getting at. So I was getting at earlier. We're, we're regressing. We're being childish and petty for the sake of it. And calling it progress, and progress, and we're being progressive. No, not really. You know, Public Enemy had a song, "Shut Them Down." Whole song was about, hey, all these company, all these, all these, these people who aren't part of the black community, who move in, in open businesses in the black community, profit off the black community, and give nothing back to the black community. Don't frequent them. They'll leave. If there's no profit, they will go someplace else. I mean, one of the lines is, "I like Nikes, but wait a minute, the neighborhood supports to put the neighborhood needs support to put some money in it." Public Enemy, and I don't think anyone in their right mind would say Public Enemy was not a militant hip hop group, especially in the late '80s, early '90s. What happened to to just common sense? Hey, these businesses are coming in; they're profiting off our community. They offer nothing back to the community. They don't they don't live in the community. They're just exploiting us. Don't shop there. How hard is that? Vote with your dollar. It, right. I mean, yeah, there's it, places it where you could go to open up. A, you could go open up a bakery in a place where no one would ever know that you wouldn't make a cake for a gay couple because you wouldn't even be asked. I, if that's how you want to conduct your business. Go find a place to do that. And if you can't, well, then you know maybe reconsider how your quote unquote values are affecting your actual business and what's more important to you. I mean, I've never in my life, when I worked you know, in, 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 in businesses where we take catering orders, even thought to ask, is this a gay event? Is this an all-black event? Is this right. an all-white event? I don't give a shit. Just tip me when I deliver the food and set your food up. That's all I care about. I don't, yeah, and don't I think- be an asshole. The the cake is kind of a unique case because this is the one thing where the person does have to kind of be privy to the relationship a little bit, right? He's got to put the fucking names on the cake or make it, you know, put the topper on there. He has to, in every other case, yeah, you're absolutely right. They can 
go ahead and order their food and their decorations and everything else. And there's no reason for any of the businesses that they're dealing with to know the relationship of the two people getting, getting married. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know what I feel when I hear, would you cater our wedding? I'm just like, oh, God, you really want the government involved in your relationship that bad? Okay. (laughs) I I just, that's all I think. You poor bastard, you have no idea what what, the can of worms you're opening. That's all I think. So, mm. You paint such a rose. I'm probably going to get married in the next couple of years, and you paint such a rosy picture of it, Rich. I, I just, I, 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 you know, I heard Doug Stanhope say it like 10, 12 years ago, and it made sense. If marriage didn't exist, would we invent it? Would we go, baby, this love we got so hot, you know what would make it better? Getting the government involved. <laughs> I just, <laughs> right. Well, we yeah, need yeah, lawyers I mean, and judges in our relationship. I just don't, it, I just don't see it. But yeah, I'm with Penn Gillette when he was asked about if he, thinks the government should uh, should allow gays to get married, and he said, I don't think the government should be involved in any marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you, want, if you want tax breaks, incorporate. That's all I can tell you. I, I just, I, right. It does not make sense that we punish people punitively who are either ugly or socially awkward, who can't yeah. find the, or don't want it or don't believe in marriage. Through through higher taxes, and 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 we reward people who willy nilly get married and start popping out little fucking wet brain fucking trailer park trash, and, and 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 throwing them on the welfare dole, and on top of it, give them tax breaks for it. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we give tax breaks to people who don't procreate at this point? I mean, seriously. I, I, aren't we past the 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 the, the fantasy that the childbirth's a miracle? If you think it's a miracle, go find yourself. You got the internet. You're listening to us. Go look up natural childbirth and look at that screaming shit and blood covered lizard rip open a woman <laughs> as it fucking claws its way out, and tell me that that's beautiful and a miracle. I mean, it's well, get the fuck. By that respect, you would never take medicine either. Like, hey, I was meant to die of pneumonia at thirty-one. So be it. That's nature. I mean, I kind of did feel that way about that. I kind of <laughs> do feel that way about certain things. I mean, I've seen chemotherapy. Sometimes, the, sometimes the cure is worse than the disease. Sometimes it's just you know, hey, I've had a good, I've had a good life. The end of this movie is just happening a little bit sooner than I thought it would. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, it, I sorry. I, I I know it's not a popular way to look at it, and I don't expect anyone else to look at it that way. That's the difference. I don't demand well, other yes, people but, but feel you, that way. But if you get the a cancer diagnosis, you don't immediately say, "Well, I guess that's it for me." You know, but, hey, that's that's God's will. I mean, die of well, cancer. I mean, I mean, if it's sure, stage you, four metastatic. Uh, yeah, I'm selling my gear and going out in a place of glory. <laughs> we covered this. I'm at the pawn shop, and then the next thing I know, I'm hitting up my ecstasy dealer. How much of these do I have to take before I die? At least I'll go happy. <laughs> I want to ecstasy well, to death, please. So I'm curious. You know, We've talked a lot about what went down in the last year, and none of it has been positive. 
There's got to be something that we liked about 2017. Guardians of the Galaxy 2? <laughs> besides, besides movies, I mean, was there anything positive in the news? Was there anything that you read that gave you hope? Uh, I mean, we talked about it on the Weeson Podcast, available on ChristopherMedia.net Fridays, uh, that the best we could hope for with uh, pot was nothing, and it happened. Like, it just stayed stasis. Like, it was best-case scenario. They're busy with other well, things. Right. Yeah, because we know how Jeff Sessions thinks about cannabis, that there are no good people in the world that are also pot smokers. Yes, you can't, no good people you can't use marijuana. You can't be a good person if you use drugs. And you know, keeping him tied up and not concentrating on, on what to do with cannabis, that's a bonus. Uh, I mean, if I, you just hate the government machine in general, it did nothing this year. You know, I, I've kind of I've given some thought to your question. Yeah, on and off for the few weeks in the last few weeks, and I, to me, <laughs> the things that are positive happened on such a small or personal scale that it, this would really be a podcast for like one if I really started getting diving deep into them because I. W- and I know that it's because I've I've drank fully from the Kool Aid of, you know, stay stay plugged into current events, et cetera, et cetera. And what's the news gonna What's the news always gonna lead with? They're always gonna lead with if it bleeds, it leads. They're always gonna lead with the negative because that's what sells. The the the, the heartfelt, heartwarming stories are always gonna be at the back end of the newscast after the weather and sports, but. On a, I mean, on a personal level, yeah, I've 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 seen and 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 saw quite a few things that that, that give me hope, and you know, I, I'm I'm happy with. I've seen I've seen a lot of people who uh, we do a lot of talking about. You know, there's a large groups there's large groups of people who just don't listen to other people, don't want to hear opposing opinions, and I really took it to heart over the last year to sit down with people who tend to voice that opinion and one-on-one have conversations and surprise, surprise, I've gotten a lot farther. They may not agree with my point of view, but they don't, they don't, uh, they don't lump me in with, oh, you're a hateful white supremacist Trump supporter, et cetera, et cetera, because you feel this way about this issue, or you're a bleeding heart liberal commie bastard because you feel this way about this issue and i and and that does give me hope because i've been saying it for a while now one-on-one it's a lot harder to demonize people because you're looking at another human being across from you yeah yeah well i think of like take the the me too movement you know as much as we've talked about how it's a movement that's gone out of control that doesn't seem to be able to see the difference between grabbing an ass cheek and trying to date a 14-year-old. And but but yet there is, I mean, overall, I think it's kind of it's very positive that there's people taking a stand and saying, "Look, just because you're rich and white doesn't mean that you're going to get away with everything." There's a lot of positives that came out of it. It's just that I think even the 
even even the positive stuff that happens is still tainted by social media and people I mean, that are willing to take it too far. Like, you know, going back to the Trump thing, you know, the fact that there's a lot of resistance for this man who seems to have uh, no idea what the Constitution stands for that he's supposed to be representing or the, or the or what the the will of the people that he's supposed to be representing is, uh, what what that is but i uh, you know is uh, you know tweeting out uh, kofifi still as a hashtag really solving anything no so i think that there are positive things that have happened over the course of this year but every single one of them has been taken by you know, either the extreme left or the extreme right, and just run into the ground. Can't have nice things anymore. Well, I mean, and and I guess I, on a smaller scale, I was listening to NPR and they were talking about their is one of their little segments about the year in review, and they started off, and I thought it was going to be an, another story about the Me Too movement, whatever. It's 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 going on. And it took a hard left on me. And it, what it was was they were talking about how people obviously are more comfortable coming forward. There's safety in numbers. They feel more believed. But they were also talking about how the very fact that these issues are being discussed on the nightly news, on mainstream radio, television, whatever, that it's it's... Yeah, I got. I'm quoting them, triggering certain people, but it also it brought up the fact that there's a lot of things where they took the hard left is where they said they stopped focusing on necessarily the Me Too part and they started focusing on the fact that there's a, a whole segment of society and this was basically combat veterans they were talking about who go through everyday life and. Most people who've never seen combat, never served in the military, don't understand the shit that triggers whatever, you know, PTSD, etc., depression, feelings of hopelessness that they feel. And it's actually, in a, in a, in a, in a, by proxy, ha- opened up, I don't want to say, like, they're coming forward and going, you know, hey, look. Can I get some help? And there's actually eight. They were talking about how there's 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 more resources available to it's people like that. Stigmatized to a degree. Yeah, and I mean, to me, that's that's one of the major beefs I've always had. We you know we send soldiers who are are, are just barely on this side of childhood to go witness and do things that are horrific in the name of God, country, mom, and apple pie. And then they come back, and we pat them on the back and go, good job. Now shut up, we don't want to hear about it. And that's completely unfair. And to offer them no type of, of support, no type of way to, to you know, work through the shit they've seen, they've done, it, it cre- what, do we ex- what do we expect is going to happen? Nothing good can come from that. And so the fact that there's more openness about it, and there's more avenues for, for people like that to, to get help. More avenues of people, survivors of, of childhood, sexual, physical abuse, whatever, to get help. That's that's never a bad thing. Now, it can be t- it could be turned into a bad thing because you're always going to have people that are going to come in and try to attach themselves to it and be like, 
my mommy wouldn't buy me a DS when I was 15 and I have PTSD over it. And it's like, can we get someone to cunt punt this motherfucker halfway across the country? So please? now I'm going to kill everyone in this McDonald's. You know, seriously. I mean, it's, it's the over, it's the overcorrection and the people who are like, you know, the, the, the me too to the me too. You know, hey, I'm a victim too. Well, what happened to you? Mommy and daddy wouldn't buy me a brand new Corvette on my 16th birthday. Okay, you got to shut the fuck up. I mean, you know, and they're being told that. That's a good thing also. And so, I mean, it's, but once again, that's such a small thing. It's like, and it's not a sexy issue. It's never going to be reported on in mass. It's never going to be this, this movement in mass, at least that I can see. I don't see a way for it to happen. But I know so many guys that came back from combat, and yeah, they're fucked up, and they have no one they feel they can talk to, and the way in the way that all the shit that they saw and they've done manifests itself is detrimental not just to themselves but their family, to their friends, and ultimately society, because these are very broken people. Through, and I don't fault them. I mean, Jesus Christ, you can sign a contract at 18 years old to join the military for six years. And at 18, do you, did you really have an idea of who you even were, really? I mean... God, no. You thought I mean, you did, right. but you did not. And then you throw them in the middle of combat. And like I said, even if they don't, even if they, whatever, even if they never fire their rifle... The shit they're going to see, that shit sticks with you. I know people who say they got PTSD off of watching like uh, videos of people being beheaded on the internet. Now imagine you know, you're know, you in a convoy traveling from one part of a city in the Middle East to another, and an elevated IED hits your, you know, hits your Humvee, blows fucking, you know, the head off your driver, takes the legs off the fucking passenger, and you're sitting there witnessing it firsthand. And the only thing you, you the only thing you're told by the military is Marines and soldiers and sailors and airmen don't get PTSD. Suck it up, buttercup. And then you come back to a country who really you went and your whole life became this and their lives moved on. We don't even really care that there's still shit going on in Afghanistan. And the fact that we're we're, we're slowly waking up to yeah, we have a lot of people coming back. And a lot of people coming back fucked up and damaged, and they need help. That's that's yeah. a good. I think it's a good thing. You know, as fucked up as this is going to sound, I think it's a good thing that the coverage of that guy and in, in, they got shot in Arizona in that in that hallway by the cop got as much exposure as it did. And I know that there's people that'd be like, oh, okay, so it's a white boy. All of a sudden, everyone cares. Okay, I understand. That's 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 the prism you insist on viewing the world through. But the fact is. Have you seen pictures of that cop? Have you seen pictures of him standing there in his in his SWAT gear with get some? And you're fucked on his gun? Yeah, and the, and the Punisher logo. And it's like, okay, the Punisher and the cops shouldn't be having sympathy for each other. All right, Dirty Harry is not something that we should have our police force aspiring to be. I mean, I, so I think, it, it, it... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that... Uh, this is another one of these issues that all it gets is lip service. You know, there's a number of things that Trump ran on that he hasn't followed through on. And some of these things, 
I'd actually like to see happen. I mean, he talks about how much he loves the military. He wants to take care of our, of our vets. Fine, let, let's see it. Also, uh, infrastructure uh, and the newest... Uh, the newest lip service cause is your uh, opioid addiction. I mean, these, these are basic quality of life issues. And while the opioid thing is kind of a, a new thing, infrastructure, military, these are things that many politicians prior to Trump have ran on and done nothing about mm-hmm. for decades in this country. And we're talking about the, the bare minimum of what we expect our government to do for us. Not to hand us this, you know, uh, a quality of life, but to make it available. And, you know, there's a big similarity in the way that we treat veterans as we do drug addicts. And because of the way that we treat veterans, a lot of crossover. And that's the, you know, the os- the othering. That's the what we call it now. But it's basically we ostracize them from... The, they're no longer one of the same normal people... In the U.S., there's some freaks that have gone off the rails and need to be locked up somewhere or just go live on the streets where we can ignore you in mass on our commute. So, <laughs> hopes no, for yeah. 2018? <laughs> what do we hope? If we were to hope for some sort of change, what, what could we possibly hope for in the new year? Robot bodies. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I mean, I. This is gonna. Oh boy, I really have to dig deep to to find my the 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 long buried and dead optimist slashed idealist in me for this. But <laughs> um, I'd hope that shit like the you know shit like we we talked about it last week and and you touched on it briefly just a few minutes ago. You know the opioid crisis. Uh huh. You know, I know that there's a lot of people who say, oh, now that it's white Americans dying, everybody cares. But when it was the crack epidemic, they weren't, they weren't victims. They weren't drug addicts. They were criminals. And yeah, yeah. to an extent, that's right. And, but, but, then, but there's also something unique about opioid addiction that allows somebody that never has to make that decision to, to be a criminal, right? Like, if a person is going to smoke crack, they have to make some pretty questionable decisions up until that point where they smoke crack right they don't punch out and then the guy's like hey it's a happy over hour over at the crack bar want to go get a couple rocks (laughs) get that drop no I, i i my hope is that one yeah there needs to be a conversation and the conversation needs to start with if you want to address historically how we've treated addiction in this country, it is wrong and it is bullshit. And instead of focusing on what well, what my community didn't get the benefit of the doubt 30 years ago, why don't we focus on changing the attitudes of people now? Because harping on what happened 30 years ago isn't going to help us do anything now. You, it, it's not, And it's not a matter of if we learn from that mistake, then that's helpful. It's a matter of, you should feel shame for this mistake. And this is where I stand up and go, suck my dick. I've never fucking looked at a drug addict and said, there's a fucking criminal. Simply because they're a drug addict. I have always had the mentality 
that we should treat drug addiction and alcoholism more as a mental health and health issue than a criminal issue. So don't lump me in with that fucking group. There are a lot of people out here who feel that way for whatever reason, probably because the, and I, I've been shouted down and told that I'm, you know, a bleeding heart and a piece of shit and, you know, whatever. What are you, some sort of commie? Because I feel this way. And I, okay, fine. Call me what you will. I don't care. It doesn't change the fact that the war on drugs is an abject failure, period. And anyone who says different is profiting off of it or making a living off of it. Well, I mean, when a drug dealer sells drugs and profits off it, he's a criminal. When police profit off of the sale of drugs, they're heroes. Well, I mean, to quote one of the most infamous lines from The Wire, you got the briefcase, I got the shotgun, it's all in the game now, huh? I mean, it, so, yeah, we need to fucking get the stigma off. And I hope that, I really hope oh. that this is the, opens the door to it. Something, something positive for 2018? By the end, it'll be half over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the big thing is... You know, I, certainly, I, I think we would all like to see Trump out of office. He has no business holding that that office. I would like to see it done completely legal, and I would hope that could be done. You know, I I don't think it would help us. Even I don't know that. I hope that if if a real movement to impeach Trump happens, that it happens the right way and with all the right information. That's why I'm willing to be patient with this investigation. I could be totally wrong. Trump could be totally innocent. And if so, then we have to own up to our mistake and, and, and tough this one out. I have no hope in anybody or anything. <laughs> Strap in, all everybody. Right, easy buddy. Okay, no, well, we'll see that. what 2018 is <laughs> like then. And aren't you talking about it's getting easy. married? That's the biggest leap of faith I've ever fucking yeah, <laughs> taken. See? So you got hope. hope in the world. You got hope somewhere along the lines. That's true. <laughs> well, I just meant general with society. Like after the last couple of years, just like wow, nope, no faith in anybody. Good yeah. luck, everybody. No, well, look, I <laughs> I ask these questions about hope because I'm looking for it. Because certainly. <laughs> There's nothing trend-wise. Like you were saying, Rich, there's little kernels of humanity that you can pull out, and that's always going to be the case. But major trend-wise, we're not going in a great direction. <laughs> we're trending downward, I believe, as the kids Well, Let's see. I mean, let, let's keep that in light of fact that we're still trending upwards on quality of life. I mean, around the world, not just in the U.S. So... It's, it's all, it is a luxury in and of itself to be able to, you know, take to Twitter and take some time to make yourself a victim of whatever cause du jour you want to attach yourself to. Like, bravo. Like you're saying, you've got no problems left. You've got your family's fed, obviously. You've got a roof over your head. You've got a job. That is a luxury. The luxury of having really nothing to complain about you know <laughs> i will to say invent problems i will say this i didn't realize how taxing 
It is constantly worrying about money until I had a brief respite from it in my life as an adult. And then I was like, oh, shit. It is literally it literally felt like a physical weight was taken off of me that I didn't even realize was there. It's like being 500 pounds going to bed and waking up being 150 pounds. Yeah. You hop out of bed and you feel like you, you're floating on air compared to what you went to bed feeling like. And you didn't even realize you felt that way. And, I, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to fucking come off like, you know, oh, you're, you're privileged and you need to check your privilege if you live like that. Because I truly do believe most people in this country work hard to get to that point, make sacrifices yeah. to get to that point. I don't believe... Uh-huh. We hear horror stories about wealth handed down, the, you know, the Trump syndrome. I took a small loan of a million dollars from my father. Okay, that's a tiny percentage of people in this country that have the ability to do something like that. Most people, they just want to do a little bit better than their parents. And they want to provide a little bit easier life for their kids than the life they had. And... Maybe I'm foolish to hope this, but, you know, it seems like we were stagnant, that that the the quote-unquote Great Recession really fucking took the air out of a lot of people's sails as far as, you know, let's move this country forward, et cetera, et cetera, and upward mobility. And I don't, I'm not an economist. I can't attribute what's going on with the economy to Trump. I can't attribute it to Obama because if I did, it would just be purely pulling that out of my ass but it seems like we are doing better now can we do better than we're even doing of course we can yeah well but uh, there's a big difference between uh, upward mobility and quality of life right like when they do uh while back they did a a study on this where just asked a bunch of different people in different tax brackets about how much they worry about money. And they found that's where they come up with the $70,000 number. That this is a number where it seems that once you hit that, you may worry about money, but you don't like worry about it as in like, you know, it, is there, am I going to be able to pay this bill? Or is there something that I'm like, you know, really missing out on? And you can have all the, the basics, but let's define what the basics are, right? Because that's all upward mobility shit. Statistics show us that it's not as easy to to move up as it was for previous generations. That we we're not the bastion of upward mobility that America once was. That doesn't mean that our quality of life is slipping, though. We're certainly our definitions of what it means to be middle class are, are shifting. We're starting to even subdivide that up more. You know, if seventy thousand dollars. That makes sense. It's a nice number. Like I can, most families can live pretty decent lives off of that. But this is like you know having everything that you could want out of modern society. Basically, it's not riches and wealth, but like when you want to go out to eat, you want to go to the movie, you want to you know buy yourself some nice electronics. You don't have to decide which one of those three you want to do. You just do it. You're living the Homer Simpson life where he just fucking spends money and never seems to have to deal with any of the consequences. Like, I don't know. Don't ask me how the economy works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he says to Frank Grimes. <laughs> and 
in reality, like half of that, take thirty five, make thirty five thousand dollars, and you can make that work, and you can have quality of life. You won't feel like you have upward mobility, but you, as much as you might want to bitch about, you know, the, how there's other things you can't afford the new iPhone, or to you know get all of the digital entertainment that you want beamed into your house. But let's just look at the numbers of what quality of life means. Are you living longer? Is it a healthier, more productive life? I mean, these are all yeses. Our quality of life is increasing. Our upward mobility and our definitions of what it means to be comfortable and successful are constantly shifting. We are living healthier, more productive, happier lives, free from terror and fear. And that, that is one of the ironies of, of modern society, because we're told to fear random acts of violence, fear the, the yes. you know, the terrorism, the lone well, the gunmen. Freak accounts on the news. The one More, in a million chances. Exactly. And we're living in the safest time in recorded history. Yes. At least here in the Western world. And it, 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 it's, it's hard. This is one of the things that they really hammered at in in rehab that I didn't get until much later was gratitude, being grateful. And I always took it as a joke. I was like, oh, oh, I should be grateful? Oh, okay. Yeah, what am I grateful for? All right. And then I would sarcastically list off things. The farther away from it I got and the less cynical I got about being told that, the more I realized... Yeah, I do have problems, but I can have a lot worse problems just by virtue of where of being born someplace else. I mean, I'm very lucky that I have a core group of friends that, yeah, we don't hang out every day. We're not, you know, up each other's ass like we were when we were younger because we have families and, and, and we each have our lives. But in our own way, this core group of friends, we all watch out for each other. We all have each other's backs in little ways. And when you look at it in an individual sense, it doesn't seem like much. But when you put it all together, it really is a small community that, that does have each other's back. And that gives me a little bit of hope because it takes selflessness to go, look, I have an abundance of this and you don't. Let me help you a little bit. I know it's not going to make your life easy. You're still going to wake up and have issues, but this will be taken care of. That gives me hope. Yeah, selflessness and an understanding that there's nothing wrong with that person, right? We want to to think that because we're all responsible for our own lives, and that's true, and, and we're all a reflection of the decisions that we make every day, and that's all true, that when shit goes wrong for people, it's all because of clear choices that they made. Like, you know, that person got involved in drugs. Hey, that's a choice that they made. Well, yeah, but I could put you in a situation where you'd turn to drugs. I could put anybody in that situation. Abuse them in the right way. Raise them the, right, the, the wrong way, I should say, not the right way. You know, there's, there's, it's so easy to mold a person to turn to a certain type of behavior if you have that type of control over the person. And I guess, you know, as, as, <laughs> as little of a religious person as I am, there are st- 
certainly wisdoms, little pearls of wisdom that can be plucked from any type of philosophy. And there but for the grace of God go I is one of my favorite sayings. Not because of what it implies to a, a supposed creator, but because it really clearly illustrates in one sentence, like, shit can happen to anyone. And and yes, there there are people who are just self-destructive, can't help them, can't, you know, the... Just watch them dig their own hole. And for your own sanity, you have to decide where the line is. How often do you, how, how much do you want to continue to help that person at the detriment of your own mental health? Things like that. Decisions that have to be made. But there's, there's way too much just writing off of that person as just broken. As, well, I guess I'm just going, retreading what I, what I was saying earlier of this othering. That is a different type of person that goes down that path. And it's not. There's nothing. Circumstance is everything. Well, to me, it goes back to, uh, to, the, to the Me Too thing. The fact that, <clears throat> yes, there are people who are running wild with it and getting, and getting a little carried away. And, yes, we do tend to, as a society, focus on those people because they separate themselves from the, 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 the main pack and they stand yeah. out like a sore thumb. But one of the things that does give me hope is just very simply the empathy that's been shown to people. Yeah. The fact that I would, the, yeah, I would think that there's more good done than bad in this in this reckoning movement. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, I heard an interview with Patton Oswald with Terry Gross, and they were talking yeah, about the Me Too thing. And I mean, I, I rolled my eyes at, at, at certain points because I'm like, oh, dude, really? Come on, all right, get. Okay, we get it. We get it. We you you're an understanding White male coming through. <laughs> yeah, we understand, dude. Trust us. But it it is true to because what a lady, <laughs> yeah, get your you fedora know, on. You know, I, I've <laughs> I've had conversations with women who are in my life who, for whatever you know, what for whatever reason. I have no reason to doubt their word. And they're like, it's just something you just learn to deal with. And it's, and it's, and not the bullshit microaggression stuff. Not even necessarily like, you know, walking down the street and someone goes, you know, hey, how you doing? That's not, these are, these are, these are people who are well aware that's not sexual assault. All right, that's a dude right. no, I, trying I to a fucking girl, holler at you. Yeah, I had a, a girlfriend that was a waitress told me a story about a patron who she wore these short shorts, very short shorts, uh, when she waitressed, and the guy just, like, stuck his finger in the shorts. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? You know, and it's and having conversations with women who I know personally... I know aren't in the business of selling wolf tickets and exaggerating for any effect has really made me go, you know what? There are a lot of fucking scumbag guys in this fucking world. And the fact that they go, yeah, and you don't see it because and, and because you're not, it's not because you're blind to it. It's because you're not one of those guys. Yeah, you make some of the most inappropriate off-color jokes, but that's all they are. You know, I... You know, one one of them said to me, they said, I've never gotten the creepy vibe off you. You don't undress women with your eyes. 
You don't make unwanted advances. You respect people's personal boundaries. And all that's a good thing. And what's getting, and this was, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, what's getting lost in all this is that we need to not only call out to people who aren't that way, who don't respect personal boundaries, who are creepy and scumbags, we also need to fucking give praise to the people who aren't that way and say, look at them. That's an example of what to be. Not this. This is, this is aberrant it, behavior. That's a good point because it cuts off at the knees this argument of like, well, as a man, I, don't, I can't even hit on a woman anymore. Like, just present to the present some good alternatives. Well, it's it goes back to people who always have a criticism of everything you do, and when you finally and I've had this in my life multiple times, I finally get a gut full of their criticism, and I go, "Fine, what do you want me to do? You t- since you know everything, you tell me what I'm supposed to do because everything I do is wrong to you, and you just watch them shut their mouth because they have nothing to say." Because that's not what they're about. They're about pointing fingers and going, you're an asshole, you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Because it makes them feel better about themselves. But when it comes time to find some answers, they ain't got shit to say. They have nothing to offer. They are useless. And it's a great way to weed those type of people out of your life. It really is. I mean, just, okay, since, since everything that I've come up with on my own, my best thinking got me to this point offer me some alternative solutions. And if you get, uh, in a dumbfounded stare, you know you can walk away from that person pretty safely and you're not missing out on much. And I, now whether I take hope from that and that's kind of ironic because it comes off like a negative thing to say turn your back on somebody, it's not a bad thing to cut people who are toxic out of your life, is it? No. I mean, I don't think so. No. I mean, if guys, if we surrounded ourselves with people who told us we're stupid for doing this show. We've wasted fucking hours and hours and hours of our lives. Would we even have fucking made it to 50 shows, 100 shows, let alone over 200? I mean, we all have over 300 episodes of, of podcasts on this network under our belt. And I don't know. I think we all got enough fuck you in us, though. But it's just, I, go back to, I, go back to, I go back to the Kevin Smith, you know, he was talking about how his father died, and when his father died, he realized it takes nothing, no effort whatsoever to, 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 to encourage people to do something. It, and and the, the world yeah. is full of why not or, or why. Why are you doing this? That's stupid. Why are you doing this? That's fucking gay. Why are you doing this? The world's full of that. It takes nothing to go, why not? So, okay, so five people might listen to the podcast. okay. Do I enjoy doing it? Am I hurting anybody? Am I hurting myself? Am I out there drinking on the fucking streets, getting into fights with random strangers, playing grab ass with waitresses, being the absolute antithesis of what we say we want in people in society? No. So what's it hurt? So that kind of gives me hope. There's more than five, too. <laughs> we know that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm low, you know, I'm lowballing it. You know, I'm laying back in the buckwheat because when the numbers come in, I'm like, we got more than five. Yes, you know. <laughs> Kevin Smith had uh, a great tweet actually that I saw today. Somebody who I don't even know why people do this, 
but tweeted at Kevin Smith about your usual fanboy bullshit about, oh, you used to make great movies and what happened to you, man? And he replied, see, that's where you're... What your problem is, thinking that I ever made great movies. Like, I made a lot of movies that were always just good enough. They were good enough for me. I wasn't trying to make some great masterpieces. He's like, obviously, those movies are no longer good enough for you, and that's okay. See, I think he, I think he stumbled into one masterpiece, and I'd call that Chase and Amy, but that's just me. I think I think Chase and Amy is like his artistic high point because it. it, it I like I watched that movie. Classic and, and, movie. Yeah, sorry. I was just saying I watched that movie and it's like I've shown that movie to people who had no fucking idea that was a Kevin Smith movie until the very end when Jay and Silent Bob showed up, and I purposely yeah. didn't tell them that, and they said, "Holy shit, this is a Kevin Smith movie." <laughs> Really? If you want to talk about just the art of movie making to make a, you know, a, a, well, I mean, for the times, the, the subject was a little radical, but there's nothing really radical about the film itself. There's a kind of timeless quality to it. Whereas, like, I think his high point would be Dogma, but that's that's not very traditional storytelling type of movie. Oh, I'd put Dogma in a very close second to Chase and Amy. Those are my two favorite yeah. Kevin Smith movies, so... I think, I guess with the difference that I'm trying to... Like, I feel like Dogma is the epitome of him as a person and his whatever message he wanted to portray with that movie. Whereas... Chasing Amy was the epitome of him as a filmmaker. Like, no doubt he did his best, tightest, you know, scripting and, and editing and everything just came together on that. That it is just, you're right. I mean, it's a, technically, it's a better film than Dogma. But I feel like Dogma has so much more personality to it that, Which is, uh, I, you know, oh, like, it's almost, a, it's almost a downside for me that Chasing Amy could have been made by anyone. Like, Kevin Smith is the type of director who, you know, I want to see a Kevin Smith movie. And that doesn't mean I want to see, you know, a crappy movie with, like, subpar acting in it. it sometimes happens that way, but most times it works out. But I want to see his, his I want to see Kevin Smith's personality in film form. I just do have and to it, say, I think it's weird that you like Dogma as much as you do, and you yeah. weren't raised religious at all. And here are me and Chris, and it's like, you know, Chris, obviously Catholic, me, me Baptist. I'm like, I, I've shown that movie to non-religious people, and they're like, I don't get it. I never had all that religious conflict in me, so I don't get this movie. But I, well, but I love it all as an outsider. I mean, I'm, I'm just as fascinated by actual religions as I am, you know, fantastical worlds like Star Wars and the Marvel Universe. It's it's all kind of the same thing to me. Gotcha. I mean, certainly, you know, real religions come with a lot of baggage of horrible things like oppression and taking advantage of people and, you know, wars in the name of uh, people that don't exist type of things. Spanish Inquisition, mm-hmm. Salem Witch right. Trials, throwing gay people off top of buildings. Yeah, all that's... That's kind of a downside but actual, of religion. <laughs> but, the, but the mythology of it in itself is great. I mean, I just, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> you know, I saw a meme recently that said, uh, Jesus said he's coming back soon. It's been 217 years, no Jesus. 
Odin said he was going to get rid of the Frost Giants. No Frost Giants. Who's winning in this situation? <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, does that wrap up 2017 then? Yeah, that's a good note. So good to go. That's good to go on a positive note. All right. Well, we'll start with the positive vibes going in to 2018. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. No frost giants. 2018. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Already winning. Team. Hashtag Team Odin. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, we'll keep the positivity going. We'll just thank you for. Uh, downloading the show uh thanks to everybody who has listened this year who's shared who's told a friend who's retweeted done whatever thank you for that uh just there's been a lot of growth i've been looking at the numbers during the show we we doubled our audience like as a whole uh it's just our traffic to our website since since last year (laughs) yes like we doubled what we did in 2016, so hopefully we can we can uh, do that in 2018. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. Email the show Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year and all that happy horseshit. And uh, thanks for listening. Happy New Year. All right, later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.